Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth. So spoilers ahead. Now let's get it shaken, not stirred. Welcome to Judgment, everybody. Man, it's oh, so no. glad to, to be here with my two pals. Blaine, how you doing? I'm doing great, Corey. How about you? Man, I'm doing just so fine. Andrew, are you doing fine? Corey, I'm doing great. And might I say, nobody does an intro better than you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the film The Spy Who Loved Me Today, 1977 classic. This is number 10 in the Yarn franchise and the third outing for Roger Moore. And guys, listed as his favorite movie that he did. And this is true. A little spoiler ahead might be mine too. Mm. Directed uh. by Lewis. I'm sorry, go ahead, Blaine. I was gonna say I might agree with you and him, yeah. which is a but first we'll for me agreeing with Roger Moore. There we go. <laughs> so directed by Lewis Gilbert, who also did "You Only Live Twice" and "Moonraker." Feel like we got some vibes from both of those in this movie, and yep. soundtrack by Marvin Hamlish, filling in for yeah. John Barry. The Hamlish stepped in. That's a fun one for me. And his only Bond mm-hmm. credit, he just came in and left, bringing yep. in some disco vibes. I know we're going to talk about it, but I really love the disco vibes he brought to it. They delish. They yes. a lot of these disco vibes. Uh, so let's uh, let's just jump right in with uh, the overview of this movie. Okay. James Bond investigates the hijacking of a British and Russian submarines carrying nuclear warheads with the help of KGB agent whose lover he killed. Oh, mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that Lewis Hamilton. Not Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Gilbert? He's a... He, Lewis he, that guy's, yeah. <laughs> he's an F1 driver. Yes, the director directing You Only Live Twice, because this is basically yeah. the better version of You Only Live Twice. I don't disagree with that. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. Instead of In a space, spaceship that eats nuclear... Or whatever. God, I forgot missiles. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, nuclear satellites yes, or something. Yeah. Yes, it's a ship that does it, but it does it better. Oh, it sure did. It sure uh, did. Nobody does it better. Oh, oh I tell you. There it is again. <laughs> uh, there it is. I mean, without without getting too minute. deep into it. I really like that boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like this character. He can come back. Anytime he wants. <laughs> but this is a this is a movie about pitting Soviet Union against either America or in this case Britain and a very similar kind of plot or well, I guess, diabolical scheme of our villain. And you know it's funny you mentioned that because this is gonna be a note later down the line, but they're gonna attack the US and not Russia. I mean I'm sorry, the US but not Britain. So that's pretty funny. I don't know why that's funny. It's well, always those three superpowers. So, I mean, well, that was yeah. how they shoehorned them in, I guess. Well, perhaps 
as we are going to find out, Stromberg was an environmentalist. He certainly Perhaps was. he thought that the U.S. had more egregious offenses <laughs> in the environmental department. You're not wrong, and Stromberg. Destroy not us. wrong. Stromberg. You got a point there, Stromberg. <laughs> you nail on the head. <laughs> Is that a, a somebody famous, but I can't think of who The guy from Bewitched? <laughs> that's, that's oh, my God. It, it was Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur. Oh, man. Uh, you're right. By the way, they missed out on not having Paul Lind in every James Bond movie. Or something. As Moneypenny? <laughs> or just a guy in the closet right next to Moneypenny wishing he was Moneypenny. I could have said that just as good. <laughs> Oh, you stupid bitch. He's never going to sleep with you. <laughs> He's a power bottom. <laughs> Andrew, Ask you got you. You to start us off. You got to start us off with one. <laughs> what, start us off with one? <laughs> Give us a notorious power Start us power off bottom. with a power bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no. We're in Roger Moore. Oh. We got, that's, how we, that's how we open up. Roger, uh. how would you say you go about your sexual life? Uh, oh boy, Zach, <laughs> you spotlighted it. It's bad. Um, Roger, I, I am a power ball. Mm. Oh, uh, hey, stuck the landing. Thank you, thank you. Now, don't ask me to do anything else. <laughs> it will, it will crash and burn. <laughs> well, I think that we can kind of suss how it felt about this movie, but let's let's still do our initial thoughts. And I am going to start with you, Blaine. What's your initial thought on this movie? Two thumbs up for me. I really enjoy this. Like I said, it's the better version of You Only Live Twice. And we'll I'll make my comments about it as we work through it. But as far as all of our scoring categories, I don't see any big holes. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Andrew? Boy, I hated this movie with a passion. Um, no. <laughs> no, this was great. This was a great movie and a great Roger Moore. And might I argue, maybe one of the better Bonds ever made. But two thumbs up for me. As for me, I also give this two thumbs up. I think this was just a, a glorious return to form after what would have been Golden Gun, which I think we can all agree was hit or miss for, for a lot of the things. Uh, and, and also just some of the other Roger Moores that we've seen that, that maybe Andrew loved that, uh, you know, Blaine and I were a little colder <laughs> on. So this was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to talk about it. Hell yes. Yeah. And again, I did love them, but they're not great Bond movies. I think we can agree on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's just uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in. Let's do this thing. All right. So we open, obviously, with the gun barrel, uh, which felt... Not relatively similar to Golden Gun. I don't think I remember any. I didn't notice any similar or any differences from that one. And yeah, we jump, yeah, and we jump right into a submarine at 500 feet. And man, do they let you know it's 500 feet? <laughs> Keep it about 10 times. <laughs> I believe this is the USS Wayne. And guys, 30 seconds into this movie, we see tits on the wall. 30 seconds in, that's a new record mm -hmm. for sure. Hey, it was 77. It was 77. I mean, I was like, we haven't even gotten to our coffee yet. <laughs> so. Tits and a lot of semen. A lot of semen. You know what? That's not a bad joke. It's not a bad joke. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's low-hanging fruit, and I do mean low-hanging. So yeah. all the alarms and klaxons start to go off as the ship essentially just starts to shut down, which 
we have no idea what uh, what's going on or why that occurred. Uh, so they start to surface, and a man looks through the viewfinder and gasps, and we cut. We cut. We cut to yeah. uh, a, a British captain basically explaining that that submarine has gone missing, and then we immediately cut to General Gogol saying one of his ships have gone missing, the the Potemkin. Oh yeah, we get uh, we get some good Gogol in this. Good Gogol. This has yeah. got to be the most Gogol. I, I I couldn't believe he was. Usually he's kind of a bit character. Yeah, he, this was his movie. I guess he shined enough. They put him in the next six, something like that. So, but you're just going to be at the end of some of these movies, though. So, hope that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the uh, Soviets assign Agent Triple X, and M assigns Bond. Double O seven. There is a great quote that M says, but we'll hold off on that because maybe it's a fun one that you guys like. But essentially, <laughs> I, I do have it written down. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. We do see uh, the a, a mini red herring of Triple X, we think is the man who kind of has a very Bond esque look about him, except with a lot of hair yeah. on his chest. But we find out Triple honest. X. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, every time I watch this, I am fooled for a minute to think that's Roger Moore. And I'm he, like, damn, Roger's got a hairy back. <laughs> British accent, too. Yeah. Well, but he's Russian. He's, yes, he he's, was. He's a Russian. I Believe it or not, that man is Russian. For sure, if the, that man, that actor is Russian, his name is Michael Billington. I'm going to say probably not, uh, not Russian, Russian at all. I don't <laughs> yeah. Think so. yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the most British name <laughs> other than Roger Moore. <laughs> Michael Billing. Uh, how British am I? Um, so that man is Agent Sergei Barasov, a name that we will get back to later, so don't forget it. But the real Triple uh-huh. X is the woman in bed next to him, a woman by the name of Major Anya Amasova. Oh, whoa, did I get that wrong? No, Amaso- no right. Amasova. Yeah. Good work. And uh, she essentially gets on the case, and he gets on his own case. Again, we'll get to it. But uh, both... <laughs> A very important scene with both those uh, both those people. Yep, yep. Uh, what I said next was that we obviously pan over to James, and he gets an embossed label maker message from his watch. Now, gentlemen, Gotta I love that. I have an embossed label maker. It's one of those where you just you, you click you 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 have like a radial knob, and you click it around. And you click the numbers and letters. Okay. And. Frankly, that can't exist on a small watch like that, so that threw me a little bit. But <laughs> I don't know, Corey. I don't know. This was '77. All the possibilities were big. Possible. Big watches. Yeah, you don't know. Them. I mean, that watch would have <laughs> been <laughs> the size, like like as big as a hand. But you know, it's still fun. It'd have been fun. nice if they just could have been, <laughs> instead of the embossed label maker, just something a. Uh, Come up on the watch, like, like a seven. digital thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that would have been that would have been more of a technological wonder. <laughs> yep. But for seventy-seven, the movie theater was going bananas when Look that happened. Look at that ticker. I just want to see what kind of watch. I want to see Q have to walk up to Bond and say, "Oh, let me get some sure watch. I need to replace the roll of paper in there." <laughs> <laughs> we can only do five words. That's it. We get one message, and that's it. Yeah. I do apologize, it's not paper. It's actually a metal kind of label. It's pretty cool stuff, guys. Anywho. So cool. Why Jay- do you have one of those? 
So, I wasn't going to ask, but now I'm curious. I can tell you exactly. I am building a 1-8 scale DeLorean, and I wanted to label all of the screws in, their little, in the little ramekin set that I bought. It's, it's like 30 different screw sets, and I just wanted a cool way to label them, and I got that. Also, I built a flux capacitor about eight years ago, and that's what they used on the flux capacitor was that exact red embossed. So I, I got it picture perfect. Yeah, All right, nerd. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm sad we asked. All right, uh, continue. Are you on. sad or are you enlarged? You asked. Uh, so how's Bond? Doing? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, James decides to suit up in the least conspicu- conspicuous ski outfit that I've ever seen. Um, he <laughs> he wants to be found. Apparently, he wants to be Ronald seen. McDonald. Yeah. And he goes for a leisurely ski. He is just like loving life going down those slopes in the initial part of the yeah. scene. <laughs> it, it does make you curious how he got up there. Him and this lady. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't see Quite a lift. Quite remote. Quite remote. Yeah. But he is having a ball. He's, having He's a doing great. A blast. Just carving that powder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give it to Roger. He is a great skier. Yeah. Turns out this lady friend of his is a Soviet spy who alerts oh. four Soviet thugs that James has left the building and they should uh, go ahead and give chase. Yeah. Ski chase. Ski chase ensues. A pretty fun uh, ski chase. They're I, doing the damn thing. They really are. They're getting it. As someone who tried skiing one time and never had a desire to do it again, they're doing great things. I liked it when I did it. I don't know if I'll ever have the chance to do it again, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, global warming. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Todd out there. This is the first time we get a real kind of glimpse of the disco theme that Hamlish is bringing, kind of a disco Bond theme. Pretty fun. And it matches the skiing set. I enjoy the hell out of that. It works. Yeah. No doubt. James... uh, Obviously does some acrobatics to get uh, to get away from the goons, but realizes that he's got to take action. And he takes yeah. one of his ski sticks and turns it into a rifle and blows a hole in this man's <laughs> chest. That is something that happens. This, uh, yeah. This is a brutal Bond movie. This, yeah, the squib yeah. work in this is phenomenal. Just holes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that man is dead. For sure. Should we say who we who that man? Yeah, let's go. And, that go actually, ahead. That actually is Agent Sergey Barasov. Hey, that was triple his mission. X's, triple X's lover. Mm-hmm. And I had I had to rewind it to see if that was the actual actor, and sure enough, that was his chin. You really only see his, <laughs> his nose and chin down, but that's him. <laughs> yeah, that good chin. How thought... Bond, how Bond later knows that that's definitely the guy he killed because I feel like I just feel like this Bond is willy nilly killing killing people so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's amazing he can remember anyone he kills in this movie. Yeah. No qualms. Uh, kills so... maybe seven hundred people in this movie. <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> a lot of death. After blowing a hole in Barisov, he does some flips and decides to jump off the mountain. Before, to, <coughs> before, <laughs> before deploying his Union Jack parachute, and that we so so iconic. Ugh. That was first a phenomenal sequence, but the ending that was just great. He parachutes Man. into yeah. a girl's hands into the opening credits. That's it was pretty fun. so good, so magic. So good. Yeah, I also love that. a real stunt. 
Which is awesome. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I love how there was no sound, just a man falling in the air, kind of doing, kind of falling very precariously, like, okay, go ahead and deploy, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, please. <laughs> a little sketchy there. Yeah. Not to mention, it. another thing is that ski comes down, and I'm just like, please don't go through that and kill this man. <laughs> I was like, please. They're not like super sharp well i I, again (laughs) i did it the one time never went back i don't know (laughs) i don't know how sharp skis are they could be razors yeah they could be fucking razor razor skis but yeah Um, that was a great stunt and so good and we watched the uh i know blend and i watched the inside uh this movie the behind the scenes and i will say the guy that actually did this stunt is the most carefree human i ever saw in my life they usually are yeah stuntmen are crazy i think you have to be you don't give a shit about anything he was like, yeah, I told him I could do it, and it's fine. <laughs> like, it's all right. fine. Guys, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't worry about it. If I splatter on the ground, I splatter on the ground. It'll look cool. If but I'm yeah, sh- the Union Jack uh, parachute, very cool. Nice touch. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one we... Is, that, is, this, is this the only time they do that? The Union Jack parachute? Uh, well, they do a hot air balloon in Octopussy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, and I do remember in Die Another Day, they do use a... Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because in that movie, they're trying to jerk off every movie that came before it, so I think that was the spy who loved me. They were trying <laughs> to... Hands will get tired. Yeah, get it really will. Oh, man. Seaman. Yeah. So, uh, in our opening titles, we'll get to uh, more in-depth later, but uh, the song is Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Carly... Obviously Love composed Carly. by Marvin Hamlish and written by Carol Bayer Sager. Maybe that's pronunciations are close, but yeah, pretty close, I'm sure. Well, I hope, I'm sure she had a great career. No. Um, Good for you, Carol. Carly Simon really did, did well. You never know. She, <laughs> yeah. might, she could have ghostwritten so many songs that we don't know about. Exactly. She could be a fucking billionaire for all I know, but good for her for getting this song. This is the And Carly first... Simon. Uh, yeah. Oh, Carly yeah. Simon would go on to write uh, my second favorite song. For the movie Working Girl, Let the River Run. Oh. That is a great Carly Simon song. Wow. Yeah. I could have sworn you're. That's all I got. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) I could have sworn you were going to say you're so vain because, you know, it just works for you. Um, Well, this is true. Um, I don't like songs that were written directly about me. So, you know, (laughs) don't want to brag. Guys, this is the first time a song has had a different title than the movie in, in the James Bondiverse. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Which we do see yeah. employed later a, a couple times, not too many. Octopussy oh. is a notable one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's another couple. There's another one big that I can't think of, but yeah. Uh, probably all the Daniel Craig ones up until Skyfall. So the first two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. <laughs> That's right. The writing's on the wall. That's right. That's right. Anywho. You know my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good opening. We'll yeah. get to the scores at the end, but... Lots of tits. Again, Roger Moore. <laughs> Bouncy ones. Almost uh, painful. Very nude. Very nude in these no scenes. No brass. No. Just a swinging. And, you know, when you upgrade things to HD, it did no service to these ladies because it shows everything. Yeah. Or did it do a service to them? I mean... I did, you know was, what? Did a service for me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Blaine it. quite enjoyed it. Blaine was serviced by this movie. I was serviced. Yes. Very serviced. I wrote a very long handwritten note to Cubby Broccoli that I was disappointed in. Uh, somehow it's not getting to him, though. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Cubby, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Stay me up, man. 
<laughs> you meet his daughter and like, why didn't you give my letter to your dead dad? <laughs> Excuse me, young lady. Is your father around? <laughs> <laughs> young lady. <laughs> young lady. Hello, dear. <laughs> All right. So the next scene, Anya meets with Gogol. She learns the demise of her dear departed agent, mm. Sergei Berezov. Well, she learns that he has been killed. She does not learn how he's been killed. Just where? Which was Bundeberg, Germany? I cannot remember the name of that. Austria? Place. I think it was Austria. Austria? Some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, some yes. town with a berg in it. Yeah, some Nazi fucking shit. Um. So, <laughs> I gotta call this out. We, we're at the Russian base, and this is... I, didn't need, I did not look at this first about this being a Ken Adam production design. Ah, okay. But I there's a lone chair in the distance, a singular chair behind Gogol in like a different part of the office. And I was like, I bet this is a Ken Adam because he did the <laughs> same thing and you only live twice. <laughs> he in, loves a lone chair. And I can't yeah. remember the, the, the Japanese officer's base there's a yeah. lone chair right. tiger right. tanaka tiger tanaka i'm like is that like a <laughs> like a easter egg that ken adam likes to do is just throw a lone chair well he probably sits around and just goes i bet this guy wants to get up and change seats sometime but <laughs> damn it ken adam's sets are so beautiful yeah hey i was amazing. i was talking to andrew off the mic and watching this back to back with uh the hell is the living daylights yeah the sets here absolutely blow the living daylights away his, they he's, really he's do. a master of his upset design he really he, is. Mm-hmm. i think he the, is an the, oscar winner i mean the chair he should some, be there's something about like the isolation of a single chair in a room i don't it's not just bond movies that i see that i, I remember seeing in a lot of 70s movies where that would just kind of give you this feeling of isolation or, or and there's also mm-hmm. this it also goes with that style that i think was happening in the 70s of real simple design where there was people love the fact that there was a desk and one piece of furniture in the room yeah so the i don't know simplicity if it was, of it i don't know if it's intentional or not or if he just really likes that kind of look where it's just like there's one place you can sit and it's gonna make you feel weird sitting there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're gonna feel gross <laughs> but yeah ken Ada, all these sets are fucking awesome yeah absolutely he's and- so good I love the idea of that Google has this giant fucking room, but really everything's just at this one little desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So the next scene, we get kind of a submarine debrief with uh, all the heads of state and, and Britain with Bond. Uh, essentially, Bond has been given a, a kind of a map of some secret plans that show they think is the soviets tracking their submarines through heat recognition um at least they so initially they think it's the soviets uh but mm-hmm. obviously it's worrisome that people can track their submarines which previously couldn't be, couldn't have been done yeah q jumps in to explain this to everybody it's like through heat recognition through the wake is how they're tracking it I still feel like there must be some more science there because oceans are so big. Um, Nonsense. (laughs) Nonsense, Corey. Nonsense. Don't ask questions. This is airtight. (laughs) By the way, did you guys get thrown off by uh, the M in the last movie is one of the generals on the ship? And when I was watching, I was like, why the fuck is M here? Oh, that's not even an M. (laughs) 
The nobody the, else. The amount of M switch ups. No, because I was like, I constantly had to go. Which one of those white dudes is M? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That took me f- back a little bit. I was like, holy. They love a recycled actor. They just love him in these movies. I couldn't tell you now if you put them next. I mean, because I know that M <laughs> had some solo scenes with Bond, but there were still like three other white men always around that I don't know what their that names all are. Which ones look are M? the same. Yeah. They fit each other pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Just old British fox. <laughs> so I guess the one the people who are not M ask where did these plans come from? And M says Oh, that's classified, but he later tells Bond they came from Cairo. So head there to find more plans and figure out what's going on. Yes. So, the next scene, we actually meet old Carl Stromberg, who uh, we don't have his name at first, uh, but uh, we do see that he is thanking two scientists for developing the subtracking system. However, yeah. he then reveals that he knows somebody leaked the plans in order to sell them to other superpowers. Uh-oh. This was a real interesting scene. It this really was. was. This whole thing, I was like, what the earth is going on? Uh, he, now, um, both scientists look guilty as fuck, too. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if it's just one like, of them, oh, why shit. they both look like they did something horrible? And here's my thing. I really like Stromberg, mostly because he looks like a just a bad he, guy. He does, <laughs> yeah. doesn't he? He's got like, like he, if you yeah if if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, oh, that guy is not a nice person. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he looks like he would would have no like issues. he would try and start a nuclear war to flood the earth. <laughs> well, he just looks yeah. like he'd slap a child. Oh, ab- you know, I, he's got absolutely. that look. Ironically. I bet he, to this movie, he looks like the kind of guy. If you shook his hand, he would wrench your hand in towards him. Which, oh, you uh, think he? You think he'd do the Trump? Uh, he would do the Trump, but I had some older gentlemen growing up that would do that, and it made me fucking nuts. I'm like, why are yeah. you doing that? That's a gen. That's a weird generational thing where it's alpha beta bullshit. That or I they were like, stand. they would like crank your hand up. Like we we, yeah. we could just shake hands parallel. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah. So no, I would, don't, yeah. Don't fancy it up. We don't have to kill each other in this fucking thing. We're just meeting each other, okay? But yeah, Stromberg looked like a hard dude. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Just like a And two things. One, do yourself a favor and watch a YouTube compilation of uh Donald Trump shaking people's hands. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh but second secondly, <laughs> uh Stromberg does not like to shake hands. He does not yeah. want to shake hands. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about it now why, or we can wait till later to talk about why. Let's wait till the scene. Let's yeah. do that. Wait till the scene. So the two scientists' names, by the way, uh, are Dr. Beckman and Markowitz. And oh, just as yeah. just as we think they're about to uh, get fucked up, he asks his assistant to uh, give them some privacy. And uh, <laughs> tricks her into a elevator shaft that he has rigged to have the bottom drop out into a shark pit. Of course he did. Classic villain move. Classic. So good. And uh, old Naomi gets uh, eaten up by a shark. Through now, the... her name's not Naomi, right? Is it not Naomi? I, I don't... Not, not that it really matters, but I'm not I don't sure. think it is. No, I don't think it yeah. is. It, I, think I, I think that, like, what I do is I watch on Prime, I, I scroll to the bottom to see the characters' names, and that's who, that's ah. who it listed, but it might not. It probably wasn't actually her. 
Oh, you're the person who uses X-ray. Okay. It shows um, their names. It's great. <laughs> yeah, so she gets attacked by a shark. And I'm sure this shark was fake. But the attack looked real. It, yeah. I was like, did this lady actually get attacked by a shark? I, some stunt person was in a tank with a real shark. That's for sure. I wonder if yeah. it's like, is there such a thing, and this sounds horrible, but to like take the teeth out of a shark? Or are there to- toothless sharks? In, 19, in 1977, probably. <laughs> probably so. I, I'm just going to say this was probably a, just a fake shark. Okay. It was good. Okay. It, I mean, it looked pretty good. Yeah. That they were just kind of like wiggling, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it looked great. I wish this was a video podcast to show your wiggle. Just wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact uh, that either way, whether or not it's a TV or it's meant to literally be like a... A view into the tank. Yeah. It, it works. It does. <laughs> you know? I love it. I love it. He, he's like, I'm going to watch. Not only am I just going to kill you, but I'm going to watch. I'm yeah. Watch. It is supposed to be a window into the tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as it raises up, you see the water <laughs> level go down. That's right. <laughs> yeah. so That's right. It is a window, which is awesome. Good. Well, you see the water level Good going work. down on the all around it. But you could argue that you obviously wouldn't see it in the shark tank because the shark tank would not change its water level. But yes, that's they're all they're all TVs in reality. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't believe that, Corey. I feel like this was uh, just the inside of this layer. Um. <laughs> so the scientists think they're lucky stars, and then These still poor decide, fucking guys yeah. still use the elevator. I'd be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the stairs. Are there stairs, <laughs> please? <laughs> like holy oh, shit! Oh my god. So those poor guys. Yeah. So Stromberg then, as we said, decides to rise his base, his flotilla. Can we call it a flotilla? Um, above the water, and a pretty cool scene. A really neat looking base. Uh, the base that is it's called Atlantis, I believe. Yeah. And Definitely the coolest villain base of all the movies we've seen. I agree. I agree. Yeah, the, definitely the coolest. I love an underwater and just space. Just Ken Adams doing it again. And on that making of... It's a miniature. Yeah. Obviously. We, yeah. Because yeah. it looks like it's 100 feet tall when it comes out of the water. Yeah. So. <laughs> I got to say, I don't know if I knew the scale of this the first time I saw it, but when they come back later... It's like uh-huh. way, probably yeah. way taller than 100 feet. It was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's giant. <laughs> It was like, oh, yeah, this is massive. Like driving around, is like that is the biggest thing. Yeah, that thing's huge. That thing could be seen from space. It's so large. But I like watching the behind the scene of Ken Adams talking about how he designed it. That was pretty fun too. He said he's just real into ovals yeah. at the time. Yeah, there's a few. Like, there's a few ovals to be sure. A lot of ovals. Yeah. Hey, work, King, work. So we next meet two thugs, two of the henchmen of of. Uh, good old Stromberg. We meet Sandor and Jaws. Um, one of which is very much remembered. The other sucks. <laughs> very glad oh, when he disappears. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, that God. was a that cat was thick. He was he was a he was a thick nugget, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he don't he don't last. No, no, <laughs> he don't last long at all. Uh, he was like a odd job thick. He had that real <laughs> head to shoulder he, ratio. He was actually wider than odd job. He was. Yeah. yeah, he was a big little. He dude. wasn't fitting in that elevator. 
Oh no! <laughs> of course, neither was Jaws. Oh, but. No. Yeah, Different Jaws reasons. just yes. crank cooped up in all the things in this movie. So <laughs> yeah, that was a funny part. Seeing Jaws have to get on all these sets made for five foot tall people. Oh my god! So he sends Jaws and Sandor to hunt down the plans, the these plans that were leaked, and uh, find anyone who's seen them. Uh, and this is when we start using the term microfilm, which we haven't seen this microfilm yet. But this is the uh, this is the part of the leak that was sent, but not the full leak and not the partial leak that we saw earlier, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going with you, Corey. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> and, uh, man, we're, it's, it's real nice to see Dr. Beckman and Dr. Markwicks are flying away in their helicopter. Thank goodness yeah. they get away. Except uh, not no. really. <laughs> Stromberg decides to <laughs> blow them up anyway, even though... <laughs> Just what? a bad dude. He is not nice. And, and we can probably go ahead and say, probably anti-Semitic, too. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, oh. <laughs> Just killed them because of their names? Yeah. I mean, such started, a dick move. He transferred the money. How could they have even checked that if... I, I wonder if he knew he was going to kill them or if he just was like, you know what, never mind. I'm going to go ahead and blow them up. Well, somebody had to put the fucking bomb on the plane. I mean, Jesus Yeah, that's Christ. a good point. Unless he just rigs all of his helicopters to be able to blow but up. But you know, that's a lot of pollution. Uh, agreed. Let's be responsible, yeah. Stromberg. You just yeah. exploded a helicopter into the ocean. Well, see, he doesn't mind if he pollutes. He's just one of these assholes that minds if anybody mm, else does. That's right. Also, yeah. since his plan is going full scorched earth, I don't think he cares about the planet at the moment. He just cares Look, about what, it, what he turns it into. He just yeah. wants to live on Atlantis uh, with Naomi. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. All right. Well, we hadn't got to her. We hadn't got. There. We haven't got. Yeah. Sorry, I did. Well, I don't know the what the first, other girl's name oh, was. The, I kind of wish it was also Naomi. <laughs> just names all of his girls' names. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, she had the most uh, John Waters <laughs> eyebrows I've ever seen in my I life. I didn't say mustache. Well, she his mustache on her <laughs> eyebrows is what I was trying to say. Ah. But as we all know, my tongue likes to stop working when I turn on these microphones. So, so <laughs> you got to transition sometimes. Yeah, uh, we go to Egypt. So. We go to Egypt, and Bond goes to meet with Sheikh Hussein, um, a man surrounded by a bunch of women. Uh, but they know Shock. each other from their uh, school days, I assume. Knows a lot of people from his days at. Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> These people just all went in different directions. And this friend, he just sets up shop in the middle of the desert and <laughs> hangs out all day. I went to Cambridge. Yeah. I'm going to build a tent in the middle of the desert. At an oasis. So uh, Bond asks him the origin of the microfilm. And in classic Bond faction, Hussein tells Bond that he needs to meet with a man named Max Kalba. But in order to meet them, he needs to first make contact with Aziz Fakesh, um, otherwise known as Fekish, for whatever reason. <laughs> the British people. <laughs> Just go with it. Yeah. Fekish. They say it right here and there, and then Bond's is like, where's Fekish? I was like, yeah. that's, not, that's not his name, Bond. You can't say it like that. Uh, they just let Roger go. Just do yeah. whatever you want to do, Roger. That's fine. Yeah. And then Anya says it like that to him, like, are y'all just not... Okay, but mm-hmm. like, but yeah, like I said, that 
I do like this movie, but every one of these movies always has a, you got to do this first. And before you do that thing, though, you got to meet this person so you can meet that person to meet this thing. Like, okay, we get, we get it. Obvious. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We got to run around. Yeah. We got to get, you know, we go through the maze to get there. Uh, so Bond goes to meet with Fakesh. But he finds that uh, Fakesh is gone. And in his place is a very cryptic woman who <laughs> just wants to fuck him. Really? Yeah. yeah. She's just there she, to satisfy Bond. She gets attached quickly. I was going to ask you guys, do you think that she fell in love with him that fast? The reason she, she was so upset? Okay. She did. I, I, she must have. I don't know what happened. Because I'm sure you're about to bring this up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But so she's go ahead. Well, she she you know seduces Bond and Bond's into it. Of course, they start to kiss. Bond says a great line about dessert, and uh, Sandor meanwhile has been trying to get an angle to shoot Bond this whole time, and she clocks him and decides to sacrifice herself, take the shot so that Bond doesn't get killed. She after meeting him thirty <laughs> seconds. Well, not thirty seconds, 30, but it's, it's <clears throat> it was quick. She said, I could spend the rest of my life with this nice British man. You know what? I She did. I I think that she knew Sandor was up there, kissed him, and then had like a guilty conscience. I can't do it, yeah. And then that's why she was so willing to hop in front of the bullet. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, It was so crazy. I think we can all agree, uh, that at the end of the day, this was written by a uh, straight man. So, yeah. yeah, that's probably why all this happened. She loves it. He's that good of a kisser. Yeah. He's got some also, love, love potion number nine shit going on. Yeah, hey. Beautiful set. When, when you're wearing a tan suit and look that good in it, what can you say? What he does look good. We didn't mention yeah. he, he looks great in this movie. This is a younger version of Roger Moore, so he's, he's looking dapper. And frankly, I think we all need to bring back the bell-bottom suit bottoms. I got some. I also have you some. Oh, good. <laughs> they are, they are, they're not suit bottoms. They're just straight-up bell-bottoms. Got oh, for good. a party, and they're fantastic. Love it. Love it. I'm, I'm saying they should just bring them back for everything. <laughs> well, hey. No? Okay. Well, let's, right. go, let's, let's just go ahead. I feel like yeah. they tried that with Jinko jeans and uh, pipes, and I don't know. I don't know if it if it works. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about Jinkos, and I'm an expert on this. Um, They're big all the way down. Yeah. There's yeah, no uh, tightening true. at all. <laughs> they just, just said, bells. get the most denim you can find. <laughs> Put them together. <laughs> we want Put all the together. denim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Bond chases Sandor up the stairs, and they have a really one-sided fight. Bond's, Bond's so. kicking Sandor's ass. Sandor gets a few <laughs> shots in, but not really, not not too many. And by the end of it, Sandor is so exhausted, and he's just hanging on by. <laughs> well, Bond's really just holding him by his tie before he falls to his death. <laughs> yeah, I do love this sequence, though. I do like um, that. Yeah, I think Quantum of Solace jacked this death. Well, this tie hold to a building fall. From this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. James does this in Quantum of Solace. Much more memorable in this movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. As was literally every second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. James beat this guy's ass. 
James is capable in this movie. Yeah. It's very clear. They got Roger doing some stunts. Yeah. He's out there. Yep. I do like when he knocked the tie out of his hand. Though. That was awesome. Fuck off. <laughs> he got the information. He said, all right, you can die now. Yeah. Sandor says, Thekish is at the pyramids. Yep. Knock my tie to your hand and ah, you're dead. Fuck off. <laughs> he did. It's that, I forgot that he does that. It's 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 yeah. that's another brutal. Bon is just kind of brutal he just in this movie. doesn't care. Yeah. He is brutal in this. And I think Which we, I like. We like brutal Bond that's also jokey. He's he's doing mm-hmm. it all. This is him. That also so, doesn't strike women. Or right. beat up women. Right. He he does a little bit of belittling, but you gotta have a little bit of that if, if you're if you're this era Bond. Just a little. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it. Yep. So Bond goes to the pyramids and they're having a pyramid show, which I yeah. loved. I was like, well, get me in that. I want to I want to see that. The lighting was so dope. It was. And I the, liked everything the, about it. I liked the narrator. Yeah. This That's scene a real with, thing. Yeah, Sorry. like with Jaws, loved that. That was so fun. How he was like kind of looming in and out mm-hmm. of screen. That was so and, neat. And the lighting, like it would go dark and then light up. There he is. There's yeah. other people. That's what that's what I mean. Yeah, that yes. that's neat. I hope that's a real thing. I would love to do that. Yeah. At night, just have a pyramid voiceover. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All we got was Stone Mountain Laser Show, which Mm. as a kid Mm. is fun. (laughs) Um, Until you realize what it's about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Oh, boy. Tough stuff. And then you're like, oh, no thanks. No, I'm okay. No thanks. Can I go back to the ball pit? Can I go back home? <laughs> Don't want to be here. <laughs> so Bond skips the laser show. Don't know why. Uh, and he sees that uh, Fakesh is there with Anya. Anya beat him to it. But uh, Fakesh kind of feels that Jaws is looming and decides to try to run away very poorly. <laughs> runs, right in, runs, runs right into a very small crypt. Jaws the absolute worst place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No exit. No. Jaws chases him and and Jaws run at this scene is the funniest thing. (laughs) He's running. He's running like, I don't know if he's moving at all at one point. He's just like moving his arms, but not actually moving forward. (laughs) A lot to carry. Jaws has a lot. I was laughing at that part. I was like, well, they had to, they had to cut him three times to span the distance of, I don't know, 15 feet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That part was very funny. Um, and I did love not only the light show you're getting, but the musical cues too. It was kind yeah. of uh, what I want to say, disturbing maybe, or a slightly uh, ominous. Yes, that's it. Yes. Thank you. And the and just being amongst the pyramids that <laughs> by adds, itself, yeah, yeah, adds to it. It was it was just it was a great s- scene. Solid. Yeah, great scene. And we get our first glimpse of Jaws's teeth as he mm-hmm. fucking bites through some chain. I sure does. Yeah. I feel like his teeth actually looked cooler in this movie than they did in Moonraker, but I'm, I, I don't know. Is it is it just me? Apparently, he could only keep them in for like thirty seconds. Yeah, before he almost threw up. They were so massive. So wow, they might have made some good changes in the two years after this. Because they they loved how they actually interlocked, and I don't yeah, remember like, that being the yeah. case in Moonraker. Like years, mm-hmm. yeah. Which makes more sense as to why maybe they could actually cut through some things. <laughs> yeah. Not not all the things he does, but uh, some things. 
I mean, they look more pristine in this. Yeah. You know. He definitely <laughs> bites through that fucking chain and then <laughs> takes a chomp out of his yeah. neck. <laughs> he loves uh, fucking biting people. I got to say. He, that, <laughs> that's his move. His that move is, his, is taking the neck out. I love that he, he basically incapacitates or almost, and he's like, but I'm not going to finish them off with a blow. I got to bite them. I got yeah. to. I want to. I got these things. I got to rip your throat out. But yeah, so the lighting's going on during this part where he goes yeah. to slowly bite this motherfucker's head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes! So Do good. It. It's so good. I Although just, there is a part of me that wishes he would just go in and they start making out. That would have really thrown this movie. <laughs> Oh, we just see a bit a bit of a tongue stuck in his teeth. <laughs> yeah. And then of course Bond comes in and sees it and they're like, Oh no, no, we're uh, it just He attacked me. He attacked me. Oh god. Because of course there's gonna be some gay panic in these older movies, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man. So Jaws exits the crypt as James walks up and again with the great lighting, he disappears. Jaws is yeah. elusive sometimes when he wants to be and slower than Christmas other times. Yeah. Sometimes he can actually move quickly <laughs> when, when the lights are on. <laughs> when the lights are off, I mean. Uh, and James heads into the crypt and isn't too upset about Fakesh because he didn't know the guy and rifles through <laughs> his pockets to get Max Kalba's ad- address. Um, again, uh, <laughs> it's a lot just to get an address that I'm sure he could have gotten from the Sheik. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, probably could have asked just somebody in town, you would think, but... The phone book. <laughs> Y'all heard of Max Calvin? Oh, the guy who owns that huge club? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's there every night. Oh, the club with the, uh, the dancers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, right as he exits the crypt, he's ambushed by Anya and a few Soviets, which he easily takes out and Anya just is left watching. Mm-hmm. They're still kind of on. They're still kind of uh, you know, hot and cold with each other. They've they've mm-hmm. they've made passing glances, but uh nothing's happened yet. She's impressed by his skills, yeah. I think. I think so too. She's a game recognized game, you know? She is. She is. And we need to talk about Barbara Bach, who is so hot. One of the most gorgeous She's people so... I've ever seen. And they really showcase her chest. Uh, um, every scene, yeah. <laughs> but outside of her being gorgeous, she's got a lot of pathos. Like they really made sure that she had a story. I liked it a lot. I was. This is this has got to be one of the only ones that they really give a story to. Yeah, and I might go out on a limb and say maybe the best quote unquote Bond girl. She's so far. She's right up there with Michelle Yeoh for me, as far as mm-hmm. capability. Capability, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Now that you think about it, I mean, because Michelle Yeoh and Bond were about equals, and here they're equals too. Equals. Mm-hmm. So I think those two are very parallel. I mean, it's kind of yeah. the same thing as a Chinese agent and Bond. This is Russian agent and Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very good, very good Bond girl. You know. If we think about it even more, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies does share the same plot nearly of this movie as well. Another boat, yep. And yeah, you're the same thing. There's some there's some striking similarities in a lot of yeah. these Bond movies. <laughs> you know, now that we think about it, you can not only, only do, do they so recycle much. actors, they kind of recycle storylines too. <laughs> well, this was I don't know, it's the first time, but this movie obviously is based off 
one of Ian Fleming's books in it name only. Oh yes, yes. In name only. In the name plot only. It's completely, <laughs> it's completely yeah. fabricated from you know whole cloth. They just said, you know what, we'll still keep a name that people will come to see. But uh, other than that, nothing from the. I would like to know how many people were. I mean, we're in a different time and era now, but how many people were disappointed when they went to see a James Bond movie that it wasn't just like the book? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't I mean, imagine many. I'm, they had to know by this point. By they're this, not going to be like the book. Because none of them really like the books. I, I mean, yeah. maybe Russia with Love. I, I got a feeling that one's pretty close to the books. Got to see it. Got to watch know. it. We'll have I don't to know. see it, but I just have this feeling. So... Where were we? Uh, anyway, Bond, James uh, goes yeah. to uh, James goes to the club, goes to Max Calba's club, and who follows right behind him? Anya. She mm. either followed him or knew where to go already. She could have gotten that information from Fakesh. We don't know, but, but probably, mm-hmm. probably did. And they have a little chat, a little chit chat. She I she have a question about this chit chat. Okay, James. It's brought up that James was married. He was. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? Oh, that's later on. I will say, I did make a note that I forgot they bring it up in this movie, but there is a really big scene about his wife's uh, death. Uh, well, I don't want to say death, but there's a, another remembrance in For Your Eyes Only, too, that comes well, in. But we're talking about no George La- George Lazenby, right? That's, that's the movie? No, no. Well, the movie where he gets married is... On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. that's why I don't know about it. Yeah. Never seen that movie. Yeah, they bring her up in two more movies. This one and the one we're watching next, For Your Eyes Only, so. Oh, good to know. Yeah. I I don't think they ever do again, though. That threw me off. I had no idea. You know what? They bring her up in License to Kill. I was going to say, I think they do bring it up again. I just can't remember. That might be what you're doing. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah, Bond had a wife and uh, she died. But she didn't affect him like Vesper, so we can he can, oh, he's moved God. on. I mean, he well, didn't he like knew it for too long, I guess. Yeah, knew, yeah. He was like, uh, if you want to go out into the pool and uh, drown, that's okay. <laughs> that's by the way, that, <laughs> that's okay. I, you know, <laughs> I, I just remembered okay. that we all never had this discussion, but that's how William Shatner's wife died. Okay. Yeah, Dark. I had this conversation with someone else, What's and it wasn't happening? you two. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I thought Jesus. I was doing a. Uh... <laughs> okay, so uh, Calba. Well, so they predict each other's drinks. We obviously know Bond's drink, but I would have struck her as a Bacardi Rocks drink. But apparently, that's her go-to. She's you... Russian. They don't rum. Well, that's rum. Fuck. Yeah, that's rum. Yeah, that's why I was like, rum? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. No. I'd be like a stoli on the rocks or something. Yeah, she'd probably just not even on the rocks. Just give it to me hot. Hot. <laughs> Very cold. Very Actually, cold I, should, I need you to almost boil that. If there's yeah. if the alcohol is out, though, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. It needs to be hot, but it better not be alcoholless, you sons of bitches. I don't know who Dude, she turned not, into. You <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> Can you, I wouldn't, what would a zero proof vodka taste like? Oh, I can't even. All right. What would be the point? <laughs> it probably tastes like fermented potatoes. It tastes like nothing. So they both go to meet with good. Calba. I thought it was good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give you everything. <laughs> uh, they both go to meet with Calba, who is a nothing character. I mean, he, he gave us <laughs> nothing. 
Not a bit, not interesting, nothing. Just he looks he, dapper, I guess. He he okay. did okay, but I mean, that's about it. Yeah, that's about proof. it. Yeah, he shows proof that he has the microfilm, and then oh, you know, you you got a phone call, Mister Calva, which you know we know is obviously something's up. He goes to take <laughs> said phone call, and Jaws decides to take a bite out of him too. And I <laughs> really thought he was going to take a bite out of his head. It's, that's what it looked like. Again, it looked like they were about to make out, but I like what you're going with this, he too. Just, he comes in slow. And, guys, there was blood everywhere. There was. Not everywhere. There's not but everywhere. Some but blood, yeah. You usually don't see blood. Not in these, these Bond movies. movies. Well, no. But there needs to be some for what he's doing. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, he's biting their neck holes. Yeah. yeah. Um, there needs to be some indication of what's happening here. But I will say right before this, when Jaws pulls up in that fucking van. He's <laughs> like a clown car. He's so stuffed in there. That This eight-foot-tall man. <laughs> he's just what? crunched in there. <laughs> it's, it's so sad, but hilarious at the same time. It definitely has, like, skin suit men in black vibes here and there just like his awkwardness <laughs> yeah <laughs> so james decides to put an out of order sign on max galba's dead body that was just, that was unnecessary <laughs> I, I, I yeah i wrote that down i was like well that seemed unnecessary james you didn't have to do that but <laughs> james is just uh, look uh, he's this, on a different level in this this guy now. didn't seem like a bad guy i don't know why you gotta rub it in but all right <laughs> it was just a bit of a Kind of an ass, but he's like yeah. <laughs> uh, out of order. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man! I mean, this man is biting chunks out of people, and James is unfazed by it two times in a row. <laughs> he's also <No>. ginormous. Yeah, <laughs> it would seem like he would be a hard person to miss anytime he walked in somewhere. But who I mean, am I? Here's a villain who's literally out for his pound of flesh. <laughs> the only time you can actually yeah. say that. Oh, it's crazy. So James and Anya sneak into Jaws' getaway van and decide to talk at full volume. Uh, even without <laughs> some weird microphone that Jaws has, he would have heard them. 100% would have heard them. Yeah. They weren't being quiet about any of this. They slammed the door. They were just, they, might, they may as well have been yelling. <laughs> what exactly That's did they so think true. they were getting away with? Yeah. They're, they're spying, Corey. <laughs> we're going to follow him. <laughs> Um, they compete about who's going to get the microfilm and start their little tete-a-tete back over again. And of course, Jaws hears the entire conversation. Yeah. Jaws drives them to a, drives them to a temple and obviously lets them follow and then somehow gets 50 feet in the air. <laughs> I don't know how he moves so fast sometimes. Listen, Jaws has uh, the Jason Voorhees He's got complex. a long stride. He does. Or he just climbed up that pillar. We don't know. Who knows? But I love this whole sequence. Yeah, it was it's very Scooby Doo. It is also just this again the set. It's fun to look at. It is. Yeah, it was I really was, cool how they did it. Was wondering if y'all recognized what that area was because I mean I didn't, but I was like this might be a famous temple that I just don't know the name of. Glenn, you got the longitude latitude on that? I don't know. Oh. I know they're actually they're actually in Egypt for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. during all this filming. I don't know what that is. They, they all looked real. Yeah. I don't think they bothered to build a build that giant up. pillars. So I'm yeah. sure it is something famous. Uh-huh. It was, it was a great they, scene, though. Yeah. They pulled out from the front. They were like, I want to say some 
not not sphinxes, but similar looking creatures in the front. I was like, that looks like something, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Jaws pulls a sneak attack, climbing down a rope, and Anya points a gun at him. She yeah. this is this is oh, by the way Anya the whole time is not wielding a gun. And just wielding her choppers. Yeah, she was about to karate chop James, which was, was like, also hilarious. I was like, girl, just get a gun. Come on, what are we doing right now? Like, sweetie, what's happening here? What are we doing? Her choppers. Her choppers. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were. She was literally about to chop. Oh, like, yeah, she got in her karate work. stance. Uh, it's not going to cut it. She had just gotten her green belt right before this, so it was wonderful. That's a, that's a threshold belt. It that's is. Important. It's a threshold belt. Yeah. So she points a gun and asks him to hand over the microfilm. And of course, he drops it. So she has to lean down. Why don't people say, all right, now back up or anything? Like, yeah. what's going on? This is the oldest trick in the book. Now kick it forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give them a little bit more instructions. <laughs> and let's be honest, this little fucking gun she has is not going to hurt Jaws too much. I got to say. Well, he can't be killed. So, yeah. yeah. As we see throughout the movie <laughs> He's and in the next shot one. In the teeth later on. <laughs> Oh, I love man. that, but we got to get to so that. Good. But yeah, so, more scuffle ensues, and the whole scaffolding is dropped on Jaws. Uh, I love the I, line. Love the line. We're gonna save Egyptian our lines. builders. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is almost like a cue, so he can say his belittling line. The next scene and the next thing is misogynistic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So. Anya tries to leave James behind, but he is one step ahead of her with the keys. And obviously they have some shenanigans getting the car to start. And Jaws starts peeling the car apart. He destroys <laughs> this car. I he, loved all of this. With yeah. He could have done a lot. I don't know why he started peeling. He could have just started busting open windows. If he's that strong to peel, peel the door off. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean he did end up ripping it off toward the end, but... Jaws just wanted to destroy something. (laughs) He had had enough. (laughs) He's he's about done. They pull some shenanigans, trap him against the wall, uh, and finally are able to peel away from Jaws, leaving him in the dust. While he picks up a big boulder after they left, what was he going to do with that? I don't. I wrote that down too. I was like, is he. It would have been great if he threw it and it actually hit the car, but hundred yards, hundred yeah. yards. <laughs> They're already so far away. I mean, he tore this car to shreds. It wouldn't surprise me if he could throw that boulder. Man, uh, so they, but they had um, a really good back and forth too in the car. Bond's giving her shit the whole time, which yep. wasn't bad. Right. Yep. Makes the woman drivers, huh? It's like, all right, Bond. You always and you the, gotta. Yeah, she had a weird line too when she finally. Backs into Jaws. She said, shaken, not stirred, which makes no sense. (laughs) Makes absolutely no sense. That's true. It it makes sense only in the fact that Bond goes, my drink. Man, (laughs) she knows my drink. (laughs) She knows my drink. (laughs) And don't feel bad. You know hers, too. Yeah. It's quite okay, Bond. Predictable bull. (laughs) (laughs) So the van breaks down. And they have to hoof it and eventually hitch a ride on a boat. Not James. to mention we get a big Lawrence of Arabia score intersection here. <laughs> well, you're in the desert. You kind of have to. You kind of have, like, have to. And, that, and that, that's okay, you know. Taking, I taking loved it. It's a great movie, yeah. I loved it. 
So James, I just takes felt bad a, they had to walk around this formal wear the whole time in the desert. Oh That's God, I forgot. Rough. Yeah, they're wearing their clothes from the the club. <laughs> yeah, which they look great. They look fantastic. Yeah. She's beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, cleaves out. So it that was a must for this movie. They always had to have her boobs front and center. Every man time. on the train, I was like, holy shit, they're just Jeez. about. <laughs> Why not just make her go shirtless in that scene? But yeah, why so not they just get on the make boat. her take all of her clothes off and show her showering? <laughs> Literally later. <laughs> oh right. Oh that yeah, happens. they pretty much do. Yeah, I First had to rewind I... that just to confirm that they did full on show her, her boobs. Her side. Her, yeah, her they boobies. did. They did her side. Yeah, yeah. Her side boobies. So James mm-hmm. pulls out uh, a pretty fun little gadget. Kind of hard to describe what all it is, but it's definitely a lighter. That I think it was a cigarette view. case. Yeah, that folds into triangle viewing screen that he can put the microfilm in. So he takes a quick peek at it. And we don't hear we don't get much more information at the time. And Anya decides to seduce James shortly after they're having, you know, some negative energy. And I'm kind of we're all kind of feeling a little suspect about it. Mm-hmm. And after they kiss, she decides to, you know, smoke him out. Puff a little puff a little uh Buff a little knockout gas in his face. She gets him. She gets this him good. Surprised me. Oh, when she just blew the poison out or the <laughs> out of the end of the cigarette. It was the... also like brown dust. I was like, okay, what else in that? Why has it got to be brown? That's a little scary. Yeah, a little, little hair went in there. Oh man, a little angel dust. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, shit. She, yeah, um... but it's uh, it is kind of fun when someone gets the best of bond a little bit. That yeah, was kind of they're fun. equals. Yeah. And I don't hate it, but there's just that element of why did we do that if she's in the very next scene? <laughs> we could have just we could have just not had not not done that. But again, it, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. I think they're they're they have a a battle going on for yeah. who's the best spy. And it, I love that too. I like that. So she wanted to be the one to say that she got the microfilm. She mm-hmm. did. I think that's what it was. Because you'll tell later on when they meet up again, she's trying. They're trying to one up each other yeah. in their meeting, which is awesome. And that's too. all it is. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> every we'll get to it, but man, every time Bond sits down for a meeting, we gotta have his know it all. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she pieces out. He wakes up without her, and you know has to has to mosey on alone and find a local MI6 office because they're. Exists one everywhere. And even yes, in, even in temples. Guess who's fucking there? Money Penny with her same secretarial setup. God Gotta have her set up. Got to. M can't go anywhere without this bitch. No, you cannot. I must Look, I need have a you secretary. <laughs> I cannot function without her. I can't do Gentlemen, either. set her up. Get everything Gentlemen, she needs. Gentlemen, get her desk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Not only that, Google can also relocate yeah. just as easy too. <laughs> I love like this the standoff that James has with Google, like yeah. super serious. Like, okay, y'all, we go ahead and go ahead and be friends. But they have a standoff, <laughs> and Anya comes in, and then so does M, and we find out that they've made a temporary truce, and the Soviet Union is going to work with Britain to figure out who's behind the submarine business because both have confirmed that it's not us. Um, Anya still thinks the microfilm is useful, but James uh, has deduced that no, it's not particularly useful as it is missing the key element of 
how it actually works or something mm-hmm. that was that part was kind of vague yeah. but yeah. um but they decide that Q can help uh figure out further information so they they bring it over to Q so that they can get some images off it and before we do that Q decides to show off a pantheon of 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 gadgets just a plethora of like, so many more than we even need to mention but we will mention a few. Uh, there's I a think we mag- have to. There's a magnetized missile tray. Which <laughs> Levi- levitating decapitation tray. Which yeah. was all real. They yeah. actually brought in a dude to make that. It's, it's cool. <laughs> it I is mean, cool. It was all cool. Uh, there was a, a, hookah gu- a hookah gun. I love it. Because why not? Yep. There was a Boeing spring, which is just I... classic. <laughs> I hated the Boeing spring. Uh, that wasn't good. That wasn't um, good. <laughs> A sludge shooter? I don't really know what that was. That comes into play later. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. And then the best I can describe is uh, a Sibian blade. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, that's a camel saddle. Yeah, on a saddle. It's a saddle with a blade. And that one seems really mean. That one's (laughs) a really mean one. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, crotch attacks in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That, that one was the meanest of them all. <laughs> yeah, you just like sit with the with the with the finger and, on the button, ready to go, ready and get him. Don't you fucking piss me off. Oh, you don't know what I got ready for you. <laughs> so the next scene, they actually start to look at the microfilm, and they deduce that none other than Carl Stromberg, the tycoon businessman philanthropist, is behind everything. Mm-hmm. This is where James starts to act like a know-it-all. He's like, oh, I know where that's located and everything. Oh, absolutely. And, and Anya, then... Anya corrects him, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are both uh, uh, head of their class, I guess you could say. Both know-it-alls. Both. They're given a little yeah. bit too much credit for these little tiny facts they know. We got you two Hermione Grangers over here. Yeah. For sure. And then Gogol are like creaming their jeans. They're like, oh, good job, y'all. Like, uh, My agent's smarter than yours. I, I think Gogol wins. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, just saying. So, uh, the next scene, we have James and Anya taking a train. Uh, they did just have some dinner together, and it looks like they're about to get up to some uh, some business. Once again, if... There was a train that existed now that even looked like this. I would be happy. Trains, the, the amount of uh, service they give actual train travel in these movies does not exist. Not ever. in America. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair not enough. in America. Fair I've enough. Never, elsewhere. I've never been to a sleeper cabin on Amtrak, but I'm sure it's shit. <laughs> Sorry, Amtrak, um, but... Absolutely. Yeah. Here's a little... Uh, here's a little thing for you uh we were thinking about going somewhere on amtrak's and their sleeper things horrible horrible it's also we watch youtube videos on it i suggest everybody check it out and the toilet is right next to the bed so enjoy that also super expensive now there's some really awesome sleeper cabins in europe they exist for sure through the alps and whatnot yeah real for our worldwide audience uh Good for you guys, because yes. it's terrible here. Hey, uh, someone come build a train for us, please. <laughs> build us I would train. love that. I would, too. 100%. But yeah, these Bond movies also love being on trains for some reason. Well, they can go somewhere while also having action. 
Yeah. This is true. This is true. That's not a chase. It's good. It's a good plot. And if you throw somebody off, they won't necessarily die. You know, like an airplane. Yeah. I mean, like the last one we we did, there's not a whole lot of airplane fights in Bond. Maybe some small plane fights. Obviously, in Living Daylights, we had that one. But yeah, there's there's really not, I guess. I still think about poor old Goldfinger got sucked out of that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. Augustus Gloop. Yep. (laughs) Augustus Gloop. So, yes. So we think they're about to fuck. Mm-hmm. She, but, ah. but she, yeah, she hasn't uh, succumbed to his to his wiles yet. So, but she, she looks like she's regretting. Looks like she's kind of going, you know, maybe I should have gone in that door. Maybe, yeah. He's doing the same. He, it looked like he was like waiting by the door. Is like, all right, any second now, she's gonna pop herself right oh, in. Oh yeah, he got his uh, champagne ready. Mm-hmm. He was ready for this to happen. Although by the way, I, no, go ahead. Dom. I was going to say, by the way, Dom it's pairing Dom. on this movie. Yeah. It's Dom the whole movie. Nope. You know, whatever they're feeling with it, but it's usually nothing else. It's, it's usually <laughs> Dom or Bollinger. Yep. Um, I just wish that there would have been like a scene that's like it panned 30 minutes later and Bond is just getting wasted on champagne. <laughs> in his, in and his then little the scene. <laughs> so as she's kind of getting changed she's you know wondering maybe she should go in there she opens up the closet and who's in there but damn jaws big ass jaws he really (laughs) waited that out didn't he he's just and he looks dead he's got this like completely blank look on his face which he always does he's really Mm -hmm. good at just having a nothing look on his face and he goes in immediately knocks her out and he's got to get that chomp in yeah he wants he He, wants that neck he likes it he loves it but James hears the commotion, busts down the door, and they have a tussle. And again, he had James dead to rights, but yep. he had to get that chomp in. <laughs> and I got to tell you, when he holds Roger Moore on that wall, his oh, hands. Oh my God. <laughs> his hands are so fucking big. His hand is Roger Moore's. Entire body. It is the biggest fucking hands and I've ever seen. I love that. He just starts. He, he's ragdolling him. He slammed yeah. against the ceiling. He crunched his dick. It was hilarious. <laughs> I he love him just like him smushing him against the ceiling. That was yes. so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get over those fucking massive hands on Richard Keel. <laughs> that yeah, thing was could, astounding. Should be an arm wrestler now. In his late years. Go ahead. Is he still I, alive? Actually, I don't. I'm sure that. he died many a moon ago. Yeah. Uh, probably well, from so, something meaning, you know, <laughs> a nail to the head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. it could have been that. Um, James dis- uh, sees that uh, there's a lamp in reach, and he says, "Oh, while Draws is taking his sweet time zooming into my face, I'll just take this lamp and shock his teeth," which he does. <laughs> um, and it has really not much effect other than just bouncing him off, and James kicks him out of the drain. <laughs> Yeah, they really drag that electricity on a little you too long. What? Now that I think about it, if I remember science correctly, if James starts a current on Jaws, he Jaws would have been holding too. James. Yeah, just like made Jaws crush James. Uh, One hundred, yeah, and then probably James so. Would be getting shocked as well. Yeah. I think uh, that's scientists right like, into us. <laughs> and they were like, well, it wasn't that much of a shock as you can see. He didn't really, wasn't too affected by it. So maybe the current was, wasn't strong enough to do ah, any real. Maybe just, yeah. I don't know. Just to get him off, I guess. Yeah, maybe so. Well, so 
<laughs> yeah, it kicks him off the train. This is our yeah. early early instance of that would kill anyone else, but not Jaws. He's, not he not survives everything. Gets up, dusts himself <laughs> off. He's not real bothered by it necessarily. No, he's, he's just he's oh, more man. inconvenient. Yeah, like, he's it. not bothered by anything. He's yeah, he's yeah. only just like. Well, I'll I try love, again. I still love that he had the same exact introduce intro, introduction as Sandor, and he just <laughs> prevails so much stronger. <laughs> Yeah, because you die. know that it. You know if he fell from that building, he would have been like back upstairs in a second. Who like I? Well, if I'm he, still he fine, yeah. if that was him instead of Xandor, he would have ch- drug Bond off with him. Yeah, he's eight hundred pounds as opposed to Xandor. <laughs> Xandor may have weighed eight hundred pounds. He was, was a big dude wide. too. Dude that was big. a. Fair enough. He's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Well, I think man. we know. I think we know that uh, Bond's got some strong ties. Got some real Tights? strong ties. Thighs? Yeah. Thighs? Thighs. Strong ties. Strong ties. Oh, ties. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were doing like a power bottom thing. Nope. Nope. I wasn't thighs. going there just yet. <laughs> we still got Just time. yet, but you're ready. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm ready whenever the time comes. <laughs> yeah, so Jaws gets kicked off, and then... Yeah. I, well, I, I had this a, is like... Yeah. I had well, a problem I'll with this. I'll let you <laughs> say it, because maybe we have the same problem. <laughs> so... Uh... Triple X wakes up from being knocked <laughs> unconscious. He does backhand then, the shit out of her, though. Then James is like, this is the time to make my move. <laughs> now that she's concussed. Yeah. And then... With a head injury. They do. Yeah. I love that he's his reasoning is almost like, well, there's a draft in my room, so I've got to come into your room. <laughs> what happens from there is up to you. But yeah. I can't Windy. sleep in there now. <laughs> well, I definitely can't sleep in there. <laughs> let's uh, have sex. <laughs> let's, let's fuck. Yeah. You gotta stay up because your concussion. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta make sure you don't fall asleep. Gotta keep you awake. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um. But we knew it was bound to happen sooner or later. It happens earlier than I would have thought. I thought she was going to hold out for much longer. But no, not not really. So in the next scene, they have arrived in Sardinia. And Q uh, drives up, decided to come with them uh, yep. on, on the barge. And he drives up in the, the Bond car of the movie, which is a Lotus Esprit. Yes. Which is a very big departure from what we're used to seeing in a Bond film. It is, but at the same time, I love the Lotus in this movie, it's cool. especially. Yeah. Um, was there a background also, on that? I read a little bit of background on it I, that it they, was like. I think they had a plan to make a submarine the whole time, and the Lotus, the Lotus just looked fit. like a submarine. Yeah. It, and it was a sports car and all that good stuff. Right. Mm hmm. I read somewhere that it was not even debuted yet and that they knew the manufacturer and that they were able to get two prototypes for the movie. And they just were allowed to do with whatever they wanted to. Them. And apparently built a shitload of models as well yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a cool car. It's definitely got kind of Lambo vibes, you know, circa that time period. It was. Yes. Um, Lotus Esprit. It's super awesome. Yeah. I um, love that car. And they... We'll talk about it later, but they drive the shit out of it. <laughs> they really do, and it's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, I will say, in this scene, Triple uh, X calls Q. Yeah. Major Boothroy. Yeah. Major Boothroy. Which I had to look up is a character from the novels, because Q 
doesn't exist in the novels. This is the character that they basically turned into Q. And I believe that that's mentioned in Dr. No, maybe. Okay. But I don't think it's mentioned after that. Maybe Russia with Love. So this is the first time I think they bring mm. back that name. <laughs> I was, but I was like, Surprise I had to look me. it up. I was like, what is that name? Is that your name, Q? It did take me back. I was like, pardon? I was like, well, context clues. That must be Q's name. <clears throat> That's got to be Q. <laughs> context knew? clues. Uh, it's not James, and it's not, it's not, not, not the car. <laughs> it's definitely this not talking to that. <laughs> Raise the t- uh, yeah, I guess it's Q. She couldn't be talking to an extra. <laughs> so their plan is to go visit Atlantis as a marine biologist and his wife slash assistant, uh, the Sterlings. Yes. They, <laughs> which is, I don't a little silly. Of course, again, <laughs> as soon as they arrive, Bond's like, this is my wife and coincidentally my assistant. Can you give her a tour while I go talk to <laughs> It's like, James, you bastard. <laughs> James, come on. So James goes in alone to meet with Stromberg and Stromberg tests him a little bit on his knowledge. And mm-hmm. this is when I was like, 100% James is going to like show that he's got something in his ear, but I guess not. He just knows everything. He does. He's <laughs> got it figured out. So he's posing as like a, uh, a fish expert. I don't a, know marine, what yeah, a marine, marine biologist. biologist. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But he's so, got it. Maybe he prepared. I don't know. Yeah. And this is where we meet Naomi, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is Naomi. Uh, again, gorgeous lady. Absolutely Gorge. gorgeous. James is a little bit obsessed with her. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I love, I love the, the glaring that Triple X does. Yeah. Whilst James is ogling Naomi. <laughs> yeah. James, we literally just had sex. <laughs> and let's be honest, Naomi is uh, rubbing it in a little bit, too. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially later. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, absolutely. But the funny part when he first meets Stromberg is this is where... We learn that Stromberg does not like to shake hands. Yeah, so vaguely mentioned, Naomi says, and don't shake his hand. He don't like it. And James still, because he's James, goes to shake that hand to see what the reaction is. And, of course, it's negative. But we don't yet understand why this is the case. And And I know you said we find out in a later scene, but it's never really explained or even said, right? Right. We just uh, see. We I'm just sorry. See I just meant that on. it was explained that he doesn't shake like to shake hands. This is the only scene where it comes up. But maybe he just doesn't like hands. There's a hand in the table. I was gonna say. I Wait, love the hand. Do y'all not realize why he doesn't like to shake hands? Well, absolutely not. Why doesn't he like to shake hands? He has webbed hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> he has webbed. He has webbed hands. No. He's, he has, yes, he does. It's like a congenital disorder that he has that they don't mention at all. But later in the movie, he raises his hand and there's a webbing in between his like index and thumb. Is and this I was like, what the fuck is that? No, it's not. That's why he wants to, that's why he's such an affinity for the ocean. Yeah. What a, what a weird fucking he's person. He's a merman. <laughs> and I will say, fucking stupid. Why did they put that in and not ever even allude to it outside of just going, you know oh, what? don't shake his hand. I had no idea. Uh, not at all. And that's <laughs> why I have a problem with it. It's like, if no one even noticed, why did you take the time to web his fingers? So uh, you can see they're webbed? 
Yeah, yeah. I gotta go back. And I'm watch watching that. that tonight. I thought it was just like a power thing. Like, yeah, I don't touch inferior or like a germ kind of thing. I didn't realize it was. Oh, that's he's fucking weird. Web, he's got webbed fingers. I, I mean, I, I'd say webbed hands, webbed fingers, whatever you want to say. But yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. like a fish web kind of thing going on. And we'd just like to say to the webbed finger community, uh, we mean no ill will yeah, to you. No uh, problem with y'all. Yeah, you, yeah. It happened to you naturally. This is something that they wrote in for a fictional character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's that's some, interesting. I am going to go back and look at that tonight. Um, so yeah, uh, they kind of you know, departs and we get, we go back to Naomi and triple X and we, and we have a brief look at, or a brief discussion about a Imperial tanker. I can't remember what it was. A tanker that, uh, that Stromberg has released unbeknownst to the rest of the world. Yes. And there's a little miniature of it. And James kind of goes, uh, what's that about? Mm, A little foreshadowing. And we get back to it a little bit later. That's kind of all we get for now. Mm hmm. Uh, by the way, it's not as big as the ship, the Karl Marx. Okay. That's all I had to say. Uh, she okay. wanted to throw it in. I felt it was important. <laughs> not as big and okay. Yeah, not as big. <laughs> that was it. That was in. I don't know if that was her power move, but <laughs> she tried something. Um, obviously, Stromberg is super uh, aware that this person is not who they pretend to be. And he tells Jaws to kill him after Jaws confirms that these are the two from the train, Bond and Triple X. Yeah, and so back I, I would just, my, I was yeah, just go gonna say once again, Ken Adams, great design. Stromberg's office is yeah. so awesome. It's yeah. I would I would live probably on this. I thing. would live. <laughs> well, we've learned before that you like the sea, you like isolation. This oh, is, you know me. This is, this is you all day. You Stromberg, I, he might be channeling me. I, Stromberg. You know, if I, I would commission Ken Adam to like build me a house. I know. Could you imagine? Oh, it'd be glorious. God. I don't know if it'd stay upright, but it would look great. Yeah, who needs that? I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's got some structural skill, yeah. I, I was thinking, though, how much did this fucking uh, Atlantis cost Stromberg? Because there's a lot that goes into it. He's That's a billionaire. Be, I mean, yeah. They I mean, not it, care about money. It's at least a mile into the sky. It can go up and down. <laughs> I don't know if it's a mile. <laughs> it's big. It's high. I'm, it's big. Yeah, it's pretty high. But yeah, it's. I would just be curious at how much he had to fork over to get this uh, layer of his. I'm sorry, Corey. That's just my side thoughts. Continue on. <laughs> hey, this is all about side thoughts, baby. Mm-hmm. So back on land, James and Anya uh, are have begun uh, to be chased by a man in the motorcycle. And at first, I thought, is that supposed to be Jaws? Because that's a small man. <laughs> Absolutely <nowhere>. not. Yeah. <laughs> but this this man shoots a sidecar missile at at them. Which pretty cool. Sidecar pretty cool. Which yeah. Is great. <laughs> What a, what a ridiculous thing! And not and to mention that that, that explosion on that truck on that fucking side road is pretty wild. <laughs> that was pretty wild. I ain't fucking around with explosions. No, not at all. And I love how James even points it out that it's like one problem after the other. First, it's the motorcycle man. Then it's Jaws in the car. <laughs> then it's the helicopter. I was like, as soon as he takes out one, it's the next. Yeah. So the next one is Jaws finds them in a car with a couple other henchmen, <laughs> and they start shooting at him. <laughs> yeah, Jaws oh. once again 
way too big to be in this fucking sedan. <laughs> I love when when Jaws runs out of bullets, he takes the other guy's <laughs> yeah, gun. Yeah. I, I want to do it some more. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that. I'm gonna miss every shot. My turn. But I do just to backtrack for two seconds. I did laugh out loud when that uh, motorcycle <laughs> went off the cliff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, was like, that was. And they won. You saw it hit the rock down below, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And of and, course, James has to let out a, a line about feathers and flying. Pretty yep. silly line. Of course, not his best line. It's a little silly. Uh, and then, and then, so as soon as they uh, Jaws car crashes, uh, God. <laughs> then Naomi comes in flying a helicopter and winking the whole time at James, like, hey, hey. <laughs> just flirting from the helicopter. So we didn't mention that James shoots Jaws's car with the the mulch. I don't know the, the mulch, not the mulch, <laughs> the muck. He mucks their windshield up. And they That's crash right, the muck, through yeah. a Sardinian farmer's house. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we do get some uh, Italian, and then um, Jaws, perfectly fine. Right? He's yeah. perfectly Just fine. He's always off. fine. <laughs> but yeah, this part where Naomi is flying the helicopter and is chasing the Lotus, both the helicopter pilot and whoever's driving that Lotus were good. They were awesome. When I mean, they did that little loop de loop to try to lose the helicopter, and that helicopter turns around. So yeah, oh, but that, I was like, "What did? It, what was it? That's not gonna. I mean, how slow is it gonna make the helicopter? It can it can catch up pretty quick? Well, I, I mean, mean, I feel like it'd be kind of tough. Yeah, if he actually got going the opposite way, but that helicopter. Pilot, I was genuinely nervous when all that helicopter stuff was going because they were. That's some awesome. real deal shit. They he's were, right next to that mountain, and he's doing all these stunts. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, they were driving the show. This thing. Yeah, they, this was a super awesome. I don't keep using that word. This is a super cool action sequence. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome, guys. It's so good. I loved it. So right after this, they decide to launch into the water and their esprit, and wouldn't you know it, there's more to this car than we thought. This dang thing can turn into a submersible. Goddamn submarine. You're goddamn right it can. <laughs> I love and when the dash folds down and becomes like a, like a HUD. A, a, a HUD is so cool. That was great. I love how the wheels fold in, get yep. covered, and then like... It has little wings that come yes. out almost. Yeah. So awesome. It looked cool. It actually looked cooler as a submersible to me. I don't know. I just I thought it looked really neat underwater like that. I mean, it was not it, something you see every day. Yeah. Uh, Ken Adams' big thing was, he was like, it was perfect. It looked just like a submarine. We had to well, make it one. Yeah. It looked just, the fact that they put a viewfinder or whatever you call that thing in there, I was like, that's a little silly. <laughs> it was we, a little wild. We've um, got to be able to see straight up. How else could we? <laughs> um, it's called so, a periscope. A periscope. Thank you. I, I literally couldn't find the words earlier on there. Corey, I'm not going to lie, neither could I. So glad Blaine was here. <laughs> I know that because there's a, uh, a movie with Kelsey Grammer called Down Periscope, where he's a submarine captain. I think that's the uh, quintessential Periscope movie. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to watch a Periscope movie. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, the one. It's that one. Then the you go October, Hunt for October. Uh, yeah, Hunt yeah, for Red, Red October. October for sure. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Crimson Tide. <laughs> Crimson Tide. <laughs> and then the... Um, Harrison Ford one. 
which I don't remember. Air Force One. Yep, the Air Force One. <laughs> that covers periscopes. Periscope in that periscope in that plane for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well. All right. So this car has a full-on <laughs> torpedo in it, and they they launch the torpedo and explode Naomi. She dead. Yeah, and guys, these these movies love a female pilot. They do. <laughs> they, they love a female pilot. Most certainly do. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the most throughout trend. Well, maybe not, but it's it's in most of these movies. I mean, we never found out if the pot what the sex of the pilot was in um, Tomorrow Never Dies. So could be. Yeah, never know. Uh, also, did you kind of feel bad for Naomi? I mean, she's not a good person at all, but I it was she's like not, oh. she's just at the end of the day a hench person, sort of. Yeah, is, a hench winch. <laughs> hench winch. I mean, so, she can fly the fuck out of a helicopter. Yeah, I know that. Great, man. Yeah. It was knocking out of the park until she exploded. Yeah. She must have went to um, Octopussy's Flying School. She was yeah. one of the. <laughs> she was one of the flyers. Yeah, one of the Pussy Patrol. Yeah, that's right. I can't remember what we mm-hmm. <laughs> So um. they take the time while they're underwater to go investigate a little bit more at Atlantis, and you know, I'm trying to remember. I don't really remember what did they actually see. They looked like they saw inside the control room, but I can't remember what they were looking for. They saw that globe with all the lit up. Yeah. I guess, uh, targets were those targets for the nuclear weapons? I guess so. I mean, it wasn't like they got the pertinent information out of it. They just kind of saw inside. You're like, hmm, mm-hmm. planning something down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. things are happening. Yes, and immediately they are seen investigating because they're a huge white submersible underwater and yeah, pretty noticeable. Yeah. Is that a Lotus spring? <laughs> and they start, uh, they start to get chased first by two, uh, divers. I can't remember what those are called, but little push motorized things. They have a name. I don't know. I'm sure. And then a full, uh, yellow submarine, like little tiny, little tiny yellow submarine goes yeah. out and starts to chase them too. You know, Ringo, stop. I didn't put those together until this moment. It is. <laughs> A little yellow submarine. <laughs> a little yellow submarine. Yeah. And uh, James takes them all out pretty easily, and they uh, they drive out on a beach. <laughs> I love that they... We don't need to show... We can show the car transforming into a submarine, but we're not going to show it. <laughs> Transforming back. back. <laughs> we don't have the skills for that one just, just yet. Just know that it did. There are two things that was hilarious about this. The... Uh, I won't say both are hilarious, but I like when Bond just uh, has the fish. And Jops the fish yeah. out the window. Did you? But you saw the inside. I did. Watch? I did. Yeah. So t- throw this fact at Corey because so, it blew my mind. So when when the car drives up onto the beach, there's a gentleman, a beachgoer, who is drinking, sees the car coming out, and then does a double take and looks at his drink. You know what I'm talking about, Corey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that guy does the same exact thing in two other Bond movies. Yeah, in the, the next extra? two Bond movies. Yes, he's in he's in the square in Italy in Venice when James is driving the gondola in Moonraker. He does the same thing. Yeah, and I haven't seen the For Your Eyes Only, but he does it in that movie as well at the ski lodge. Shocker, there's more skiing to come. Yeah, but, yeah well, of course. <laughs> but the yes, same guy. Same guy doing a same, same double take thing. at a wine bottle. 
Yeah. It's pretty funny. Huh. And that's all. Yeah, that's thing. it. What a thing that guy can say. You know what my legacy is, son? <laughs> yeah. I'm the double take drink guy from James Oh, Bond, he mentions dude. it uh, in the uh, making of documentary. <laughs> uh, also, they did not drive the car up onto the beach. They pulled it with a chain. Yeah. Oh, well, of Obviously, course. because it <laughs> yeah. couldn't drive because it was underwater. You can't really I, start a car underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, in, the, in that same making of, Roger Moore gives the best reading of this scene. He said, uh, yes, the Lotus couldn't drive out of water. <laughs> End of what he had to say. It's like, Thanks, well, Raj. Thank you. all right, Raj. <laughs> Are we, we wearing you down? <laughs> All right, Roger seemed to be wearing you down in this interview. You should probably go take a nap now. I just want to see like the interview after that. That was Roger Moore, the <laughs> with some fascinating <laughs> insights on this movie. He sat down for all of ten seconds, and that's all he gave us, really. Yeah, that was it. And then so, he went to count his uh, money. We get our next kind of kind of sort of pivotal scene. Safe on land. They uh, the, the, our two leads are in a hotel. And based on something Bond says, Anya realizes that he is the man who killed her former lover, Beresov. Ooh, yeah. And Bond kind of does a little bit of spiel about, like, this this business we're in, people die. Long story short, yes, I killed your lover. But again, how, does he, how is he sure? Yeah, he's killed a lot of people in the last week or so. I mean, yeah. How could he I remember? Mean, <laughs> it, perhaps, perhaps when you blow a hole in man's chest, you connect with them in a different level. Mm-hmm. I can't say. Can't say for Maybe sure. It was just like a process of elimination, like Austria. Well, did I kill anybody there? I did. Uh, shoot, I did blow I that big killed, hole in that one killed guy. Killed that yeah. pussy. <laughs> it must have been him. <laughs> I did crush some poon, but. <laughs> He says all that to her. She's like, what? <laughs> well, James, James you can't talk about that stuff around me. I don't like it. Ugh. Really well, regret sleeping with you. <laughs> she, gives, she gives him kind of the end-all ultimatum that as soon as we're done with our mission, I'm going to kill you. And she's yep. upset. Yep. And, she um, lets him know. Spoiler alert. Eh, I don't know if she's uh, true to her <laughs> word on that one. Follow <laughs> the follow through is a little weak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so their next step is to track the aforementioned tanker that Stromberg has sent out, as they think that this now could be a pivotal piece to the puzzle. And they hop aboard a third submarine, of which I don't know the name. I don't know if they ever said its name. So they captured a British submarine, a Russian, and then the American one. So this is an yeah. oh, this is they, American sub. They board the American sub. Yeah, it's American sub. Um, and I gotta tell you, Roger, looking sharp in his navy outfit. Guys, let me tell you, <laughs> well, what a snack! In yeah, a uniform. A I tell you, uh, absolute <laughs> snack. In Commander uniform. Bond. Yeah, excuse oh, me. Tell Jesus. me about it. About <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, tell me. <laughs> Man, I was like, I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying everything you're doing here, Roger. They should have had him in the shower with like some side <laughs> dick. <laughs> some side just dick. Just a little, little side dick. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, man. Not to mention just sudged up. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. I did hear this was a naval ship. 
<laughs> and I am a powerball. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so they go to the captain's office, and at first he's a little bit skeevy because a he's like i didn't realize that triple x would be a woman yeah <laughs> typical american uh he's taking no credit back. given yeah but then he is a little bit chivalrous and he's like well why don't you use my quarters to shower and she's like you don't need special treatment he's like well it's a ship of semen and we don't really need them <laughs> to to be aroused by you, you yeah know, let's face it completely sensuous nature yeah. that you're just exuding that you're giving <laughs> you're oozing <laughs> you're oozing so I'm going to be a creep. Just stay in here while you do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I am going to be two feet away while you take a shower. Yeah. And I'm gonna I do not my... plan on stepping out or anything like that. So the poor, like, the poor lieutenant or whoever comes in, he's like, oh, you got a problem looking at ladies' bodies? It's also, like, she's right there. I got to tell you. So when, I don't know if this came across to you guys, but as he's saying that you can come into my office and take a shower, before it cuts to that room, there's a shot of the submarine raised, like the front end is raising up <laughs> like a cock. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all yeah. notice that? I mean, it, it, it ties in with some of the other entendres that they sense. do. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're doing a cock thing. It makes they perfect are, sense. They are. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's... What's what's the what's the real famous one where they they can't show sex, but they immediately cut to a train going into a, a black tunnel? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's an old movie like we're not gonna show sex, but we're gonna imply that (laughs) that someone's getting rammed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I love a good double entendre. It's great. You know what I want to say that was? I think that was Naked Gun. I really think it was Naked Gun. No, I think this is an older movie. Like, like, never mind. I think that might be a reference from the older movie. Ah, Annie Hall. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know what? That makes more sense. Let me. How about uh? Hold let on. Of, Let's refresh. Let me, let me think of how a about, person. Woody Allen. How, okay. about, how about Deer Hunter? Seems like a scene out of Deer Hunter. Uh, how about Bridge Over the River Kwai? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Alec Guinness is talking about how he's railing his wife, and then they cut to the scene. <laughs> uh, All right. More so. like uh, Oliver. Uh, while they are tracking the tanker, they start to lose power, similar to uh, our our first scene in the movie, and they have to surface. And there, the tanker that was behind them is now in front of them and about to suck them in. Damn right it is. You only I, live twice, style. <laughs> I might it might have just I just wasn't paying enough attention. But did they explain what what device they're using to shut down the power of these submarines? I don't think it does, but I just assume they have some sort of yeah. Electronic jamming device. Yeah. It jams the entire subsystems. What is it. that device? Yeah. <laughs> and the what? I'm sorry. I was gonna go into it, but what were you saying about this ship in this sequence? It's actually a 65 foot miniature that they built specifically. They chose. They were originally gonna go with an actual tanker for like the the the, the long shots. Authenticity, but, yeah. But they mm-hmm. said it would cost $50,000 a day to God. cover it in insurance. In 77? What's that, $20 billion? They now? said even on a James Bond budget, that is outlandish. So they built an exact replica of a real ship. Huh. Wow. It looked awesome. You can't even really tell. No. It, it looks, looks yeah. Especially phenomenal. For, 
probably costing a subfractional amount of that of that cost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just insurance for one day. Gosh. I was because literally when I was watching it, I was like, "How the fuck did they do that?" It was a miniature, miniature guys, mini. As were the subs, it, obviously. Mm, yeah. But a great mini. I mean, even though, like, there's something sometimes about how water looks when it's a miniature. Look great. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did it awesome. Yeah. And so this, this tanker has the ability to open up this big mow in the front of it, or maw, and <laughs> mow. Mow. I thought you were trying to say mouth. Yeah, I thought you were no, gonna say mouth, up, and it came out as mouth. It opens up a big maw. maw, like it opens up to two opens. It's a mouth. Let's just say mouth. Okay. Uh, I honestly don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. I don't know what, what a is mouth is. Yeah, a maw. Like a, a maw. maw. Like M A W. Maw. I think it's just another word for mouth, but it's like. I, cool. I think for the benefit of the listener, we'll say mouth. <laughs> The ship opens uh, up. Yeah, the, the ship, ship opens, opens up, up basically, and sucks. I don't still know how it's sucking them in. I guess it's using the. I think <laughs> the, it's just the tide that's forward. happening. Yeah. Oh yeah, that works too. <laughs> the, yep. the ship is moving. The it's uh, just the, the way how the is disabled. The submarine kind of gets perfectly nestled in the middle in the dock, and that part's a little bit. I'm like, how did they do all this? Are they? Do they have magnets? I don't know. Uh, but hey. it, it does. It gets nestled right in the middle of our two missing submarines that are just lodged perfectly in this in this big tanker. Sure did. So Stromberg obviously uh, gives them gives them the ultimatum of get out or I'll gas you out. And James makes makes a makes a cool line. He's like, "There's no alternative. We got to do it." Mm-hmm. So they all get captured. For whatever reason, Bond tries to hide Anya's gender, which. What's it going to matter? They're going to look at them all yeah. in a second. And again, she is a very womanly woman. Doesn't matter if she puts her hair in a hat. Uh, um, yeah, she's still um, looked uh, like a supermodel with the hat on. So yeah. They immediately get singled out, the two of them, and Stromberg asks to bring them up so he can reveal his plan. Because <laughs> all villains need to. Yes. Essentially, his plan is to... Send out these the the two captured subs with nuclear torpedoes, um, and fire both those torpedoes at both Moscow and New York, and then essentially sit back and watch the world burn as all the superpowers turn against each other. And again, basically a scorched earth policy and start anew is his, his whole thing, a new yep. world order. Underwater. Underwater. Yes. Underwater world. Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> Atlantis. That stamp. T- trademark. Yep. Uh, and he is not interested in money. This is, this is one of the only movies where he is not motivated by some sort of extortion plan. He wants to do this, and there is no stopping him. There's no, there's no, uh, no alter- ulterior motives to this. This is what he wants to do. Underwater And in that society. way, he's, he's, he's an altruist he's in his own mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun, but you know. Which part? Blowing up the world or living underwater? Hey, both. Oh. <laughs> I I've, I've played BioShock. It looks neat even even with all the craziness. You know what's mm-hmm. weird about his plan though is that he can live underwater anyways. 
<laughs> he doesn't yeah, have to he, be. I mean, he started like a, his own little society already. Just do it. And frankly, no one's trying to stop him no. from just living his life. If you so, want to do that, sure, the way the world's going right now, maybe maybe water will get fully polluted at, in a certain amount of time. It's going to take a while, though, to you, pollute the entire ocean. You know what? He, he should be hoping for global warming. Well, I guess he doesn't want the fish to die. Mm, this is true. But, I mean, if you make a nuclear winter... Fish are probably going to die somehow. Along with, there's going to be a lot of radiation. There's going to be a lot of fallout. I I don't know if you thought all the way through. Yeah, when you do that, there's not going to be any resources left for you. So okay, he's got his. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ambitious plan. Yeah, still love what he's doing, and he uh, once again looks very evil (laughs) anytime he's on screen. Evil dude. Of course, he's donned the Kim Jong Il. Kind of garb, full gray, but he's got a little bit of special yeah. puff coming he out does. of the neck. <laughs> he's he, what was puff. that? He flares <laughs> it up. That? <laughs> it's not gonna. He's not gonna be full, you know, formal utilitarian. He's got a little puff. He does. He adds a little something to it. A pop of color. And I'm not gonna lie, it didn't look uncomfortable. It looked pretty comfy, <laughs> flowy. This yeah. is good. This is yeah. nice. I like this. It's breezy. You can lounge in it. It's great. So after all this, him we, he becomes a little bit skeevy and was like, "Well, I'm going to take Anya with me." <laughs> and they of get course a, he does. <laughs> they they get on a boat and the tanker kind of poots it out. <laughs> it doesn't. Okay, poot is not a good word. Yeah, it's it. not. It fucking launches it <laughs> like 500 miles per hour. Yeah, because I was even thinking, how are they going to get out? And then when it shoots out, it's like, holy shit! Okay, that would have been such a rough landing. Oh my god, oh, that would have not been a landing. They would have been slung <laughs> out of that thing. It would have broken every bone in Stromberg's elderly body. Also, did you notice that all that the space of the ship has rail cars just like all the yeah. ones yeah. Yeah. and you only live twice yeah. Yeah. there wasn't as that's many mm-hmm. but you that's could tough. tell it was the same uh, <laughs> the same director yeah Lewis Gilbert yeah. By, by the way in that do, in that uh, making of he is the most mousy little man oh my god <laughs> it was hilarious he was the most mousy little British gentleman talking about this movie it was really fantastic so they launched the boat 500 yep. feet. <laughs> right. And so James is left behind and, and, you know, he's captured for a second before he starts absolute havoc. Starts, <laughs> shoots up several of the henchmen before rescuing the, <laughs> uh, the prisoners from the other submarines, arming them. And they go yeah. on fucking war. They <laughs> this is a massacre. There's another James shoots another guy. Well, first he kills people with a harpoon gun. <laughs> that um, was really awesome, actually. And then he shoots another guy. This guy's chest explodes. <laughs> it's like it was quite the squib. It's like it really nothing was. else I've seen in these Bond movies. <laughs> Just like this was a violent one. Yeah, I thought the. The climax of You Only Live Twice had a lot of death, but nope. this one was. Nope. And, There's a know, lot of death. Definitely feels oddly similar to both that movie and Tomorrow Never Dies <laughs> in this kind of climax. Yeah. <laughs> There's some similarities. Well, mm-hmm. in You Only Live Twice, James rescues the astronaut crews. Yep. And in this one, he rescues the submarine, submarine crews. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a lot more of the submarine crew. I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah. It becomes an even and, battle. 
And let's not forget all the people that James let die in Moonraker. (laughs) (laughs) He let a whole space station explode. Fucking swaths of people just died. And those people just wanted to fuck. (laughs) That was it. Well, I mean, ultimately, James lets... Oh, yeah, everybody dies. Yeah, they die, too. All people on both sides. But they seem like assholes. They do. Yeah, they They seem... Not to mention, we haven't brought up the fact that everybody's dressed like a squid game guard. Uh, that works for Stromberg. Yeah, they kind of are. They all have yeah. these red jumpsuits. Um, and it's, hey, it's really easy to tell who the bad guy is versus the a good v- guy. They, they made it very easy for you. Yeah. So many people die. And there's like explosions <laughs> and f- a bunch of people get flamethrowed. <laughs> they do. I forgot about that. that the verb? Or, yeah. Uh, I guess works as good as anything, I suppose. They get crisped. Not to mention the only weapons they have on this ship are mach- automatic machine guns and grenades. <laughs> Grenade. <laughs> grenades everywhere. Oh, my God. Fucking the poor captain tries to f- launch a grenade and gets grenaded himself. He does. He's such a sad scene. And then the first mate, I'm going to call him, gets yeah, yeah. gunned down. You're like, okay, wild. man, thanks for stepping up. You got you got this. Kill nope. seconds later. Yep. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! Well, essentially, it was... that's where we're at. Is that they they they've hit a stalemate. They can't get into the control center, so they can stop the the launch or at least reroute the launch of the nuclear warheads. Mm-hmm. So James says, "Well, there's another warhead in this <laughs> tanker, isn't there?" And yep. they decide to take it apart. And James is the one who literally does it. A man who oh. I guess knows everything. Of course, and. <laughs> and there are two experts there that know what they're doing, but James says, no, 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 no. I'll I got this. i this nuclear weapon. <laughs> because I got this if gentleman. it explodes, at least I'm to blame as we're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> James, what does it matter? When no one can blame anyone at that point, James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they attach this warhead to a straight up like, like C4 bomb. And <laughs> yep. And James slides it over and puts it on the wall and, of course, gets stuck for a second. And, but then makes it down, but not very far away for what should have been a much bigger blast. I gotta say, this disco ball scene that James is riding on is a lot of fun. Hold on. Okay. So, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> um, so, in between the dismantling of the nuke, we cut to Stromberg's Atlantis and he's got Triple X tied to a chair. <laughs> and then we cut back to James dismantling the new. I, I gotta say it. It was silly, but I felt very <laughs> tense. <laughs> I did when he was too. Doing, like the opera, he was basically playing it was operation because yeah. you can yeah. hear the buzz. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, don't touch the sides. Don't touch <laughs> the sides. Like buzzing the whole time. I was like, "You're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong." It's no. It was no joke. Nerve wracking for me too. And by the way, I've seen this movie. <laughs> I was like, I feel something right now. Yeah. And then he got on that stupid disco ball. I <laughs> did it have to show the whole ride? The whole thing. <laughs> From one end of the boat yeah. to the other. Going you gotta, you gotta make it look so fun. slow. But what was funny to me is that they're playing the Bond theme so loud the whole time he does <laughs> it. And then when he finally gets to the end, it cuts off abruptly and I laughed out loud. That was, was that's pretty funny. That was so odd. Yeah, we did. Like, I forgot to mention that that James hijacks one of the uh, kind of railroad cars and 
this guy that he that he, that he take is the most willing and able like to do anything. Yeah. First of all, he's really good at like acting like nothing's wrong. Uh, yep. <laughs> I can't believe James, James like tell the guy to come over. Here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? I love how James attacked the guy who came over to look. Yeah. With a upward kick from like that just didn't seem like no. the most practical way to <laughs> no. do it. Not at all, James. <laughs> well, Roger's got a very interesting fighting style, so it's apropos well, at least of him. Why not shoot him? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> at this point, you've killed everybody you've killed else. <laughs> Seventy-eight people. Uh. <laughs> so back to the hole in the wall. They they all file through the 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 hole in the wall into the control room and kill. This part, they barely show anybody dying. They just everyone's dead all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I forgot to mention the. I guess the captain of the tanker seems like we're supposed to know who that is, or he at least seems like he knows James. He was like almost yeah. sympathetic in the end. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. He definitely dies. He's dead. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he gets killed. And so they spend the next few minutes trying to track down the location of a both the uh, the subs and b what their coordinates were were given, so that they can essentially switch those coordinates to fire upon themselves yep uh and mm-hmm. uh they use that globe as a nice little tracker of both subs and the <laughs> torpedoes and everything works out great <laughs> listen bond just needs the owner's manual he can handle it from there sharp cat <laughs> i loved it how uh easy it was to follow too bond said oh this is all you put in these numbers here yeah, there we go doop, 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 and uh we're good yeah i, lo- I right. love how both both operators on the on the subs were like, oh, there's a new there's new coordinates. Man, it sounds cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they're nowhere near where we were going before, like Who like hundreds of miles away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well sure. if they just check and be like, well, this is the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Are you well, sure that's what he wants to do? Yeah. Can nope. we get a confirmation, please? <laughs> well, they pick up a phone. Nothing. Just go ahead and put it in. <laughs> that's fine. They follow orders. That's orders right. came from high above. We got we got executed. Yeah. yeah. So, and they do. Mm-hmm. They, they do, and the subs are out of the picture. And everyone's happy. Uh, mm-hmm. Bond and everyone have to run back into the sub as, as the tanker starts to just blow up. Yep. Out of, kind of out of nowhere. It was, you know, they'd been doing some crazy shit, but they were safe for a little while, and then it just starts to blow up again. It's almost as if someone accidentally switched a self-destruct button, but it yeah. just starts exploding. It starts crumbling. Yeah, real fast. So they all hightail back to the sub and head towards Atlantis where James hears that they've been given orders to destroy Atlantis fast. Uh, yeah. specific, specifically as soon as they are able to destroy it. But Anya's still in there, so James decides to quickly build a sea-doo from, from, <laughs> from, from a bag. <laughs> Duffel bag jet ski. Well, I was like... Okay, I thought it was a jet ski, but apparently this is something called a wet bike. Because I was looking at the side of it, and it didn't say jet ski or Kawasaki or anything you're used to. It was called wet bike, which is interesting. We've never seen it. It had bicycle handlebars. It certainly did. (laughs) Yep. Which... Okay. <laughs> it could be just like the uh, helicopter from You Only Live Twice. You know, it's just a weird little just thing. A weird type. Yeah. <laughs> but he I love that it. helicopter. God, I love that helicopter. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gyrocopter. Um, so 
James hightails it from his little sea dew, his little water bike, uh, to Atlantis. <laughs> and this is, is this where, well, it's earlier, but comparatively, that, that thing is huge. That base it's is enormous. gigantic. Yeah, it is huge. For the little we kind of see inside, I was, it's shocking how big it is. <laughs> yeah. So James gets aboard. Stromberg's watching the whole time, and he tries that elevator trick with James. He's pretty sure it worked, but uh, not James, me, not, James has, he knows how to do the splits, so yep. sorry. Sorry, Shark. <laughs> You're going to get a treat later. Mm-hmm. Um, so this scene is by far... <laughs> I, I was shocked and amazed at this scene. <laughs> Let's run through it. <laughs> oh my, yes, please. We got to talk about it, yeah. So Stromberg's upset that his elevator trick didn't work, but he tells James... <laughs> Go ahead and have a seat. Underneath oh, yeah. this, underneath this twenty foot table, is <laughs> a a large bolt gun that is hooked up to like a new uh, like a pneumatic pipe yep. that is aimed right at James's crotch stomach area. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Schomburg wastes no time to to fire that weapon. I mean, they they discuss things for a second. He fires mm-hmm. the gun, but James is too quick because he hears. I don't know how he would hear it, but he hears... I guess maybe the dude makes a lot of noise. It does. He hears it, does. it jumps out of the way, and James is pissed off that... How dare Stromberg try to kill um, him two times? <laughs> I think he's so pissed. How dare he try to mess did with get, my cock? Did you try to shoot my yeah. dick off? You try to shoot my dick off? So James points his gun into the, the tube and shoots Stromberg in the cock yeah. twice. Twice! <laughs> and then proceeds and to then, shoot him like six more times. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, shoots him twice in the chest. Just fucking destroys Stromberg in a way yeah. we have not seen. Very, no. I, I text Andrew after I saw it. I was yeah. like, that was fucking almost disturbing. Yeah. It was like... For this movie? Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It just looked real. Like, the way Stromberg was like, he died really <laughs> sliding yeah. down sad. Table. Yeah, I mean, both those shots into his dick, which let's fa- maybe they were saying that was his stomach, but it was yeah, dick range. Dick. Let's be honest. His yeah. face like looked like someone's face. But it was like, oh! yeah, it's like, he looked like a sad old man that just got murdered, <laughs> shot to <the> death. <laughs> and James just looks cold, just ice cold, man. That's man. that's for 006. I can't think of a more <laughs> horrific <laughs> like villain demise in, in anything we've seen. Yeah, that was a good one. Because <laughs> there's no questions about it. He's dead. Oh, yeah. He's fucking James dead. Mur- I would just, James murdered him. That was a... <laughs> yeah. That was a revenge for his almost lost penis. That's what happened yeah. there. And it makes me wonder. It's like, so, okay, so we'll, let's just talk about it. In the next scene, he's trying to look for for Anya on the and uh, the Death Star uh, detention. <laughs> yeah, it level. was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jaws is there in the in corners Bond. So James apparently only had five rounds in his gun, and he shoots bo- he shoots Jaws right in his teeth. <laughs> I this is just another element of the movie. He's like, you just shot this man four times. Load your gun and unload into this hulking creature. Like, you don't care about shooting people. Why are you never shooting Jaws? Like, fucking yeah. unload into him. <laughs> nope. I just don't know if it'd do anything. <laughs> I mean, 
Please continue. Yeah, continue. It's absolutely wild. Yeah, the next part is great. <laughs> so they they tussle a little bit, and James finds his way into the shark pit room, uh, wherein he sees a large magnet uh, that we haven't seen before or know the real use of. Uh, but but we know somebody who's got metal. Uh, as Good part thing of his that anatomy. thing was there. <laughs> And James kind of bides his time and lowers the magnet and then does like a kind of like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Makes Jaws look up so that his lips and teeth slam into the magnet. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, why is there a magnet there with the control panel? The only thing I can think is that they would lower food into the shark's tank that way. Oh. Just couldn't throw it in there and just had the lower like a pail of yeah, okay. I, something I don't know. It, this might just be me, but I think it's just there as a plot device to get I Jaws mean, yeah. in the water. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, that's how they what... put sharks in. I, you know what? Could be. Could be when they get them. Well, it could be. Yeah, like how they're wrapped in that canvas thing. And yeah, you got to get them in here. They're yeah. you know they're heavy. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So Jaws is now attached to the magnet, and James kind of. I mean, the image of this is still, I can't get out of my mind of Jaws, just lip stuck to a thing. (laughs) And James kind of moves him over to where he'll drop him right into the shark pit. And in a nod to, obviously, the movie Jaws, Jaws himself takes a bite out of the shark. Kills the shark. (laughs) It kills the shark. Because Jaws uh... prevails. (laughs) And again, this is 1977. They might have really killed a shark. I don't <laughs> they think might they have really re- killed a shark. <laughs> I can't guarantee they did not. I just I don't can't think guarantee it. Kill, killed a shark. No, I, all I right. Think he'd be talking about it, or at least be haunted by that for so long. God, that time they made me. You kill never know. A shark. <laughs> you never know. And they made me do it with three different sharks. They couldn't get the right touch. <laughs> so at this point. We're basically done with Jaws, uh, but he ain't dead. And James finds Anya just as the submarine starts to shoot Atlantis because well, that was their orders and they got to follow orders. Yep. Through a bunch of, uh, you know, chaos and explosions, James and Anya happen to find this luxury pod is the only thing I can call it. <laughs> the escape pod. It's, it's a escape great pod, escape pod. But it is a luxurious escape pod. <laughs> yeah. I want that escape. I want no that. joke. I want to just Hell live in that yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, mission's over. So Anya pulls the gun on James and threatens to, threatens to kill him. But James says, you know, what if we have sex instead? Yeah. <laughs> I get where you're coming it. from. That but sounds great. But, but let me offer you this. What if My we, dick. It literally <laughs> says we should get out of these wet clothes. And she's like. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that You're worked. right. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Atlantis uh, sinks to the bottom of the ocean and they fuck. Mm-hmm. And we get the typical Bond scene in the end where everyone sees that he's up to no good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they literally bring him aboard their their base and there's a perfect view <laughs> of them just sucking face. Great window. Into what's and, going on. And again, like the coolest looking bed in this luxury pod. I was like, I want that thing. Great little finish. Great finish. And what was the uh what was the last line? Keeping Britain's end up or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just keep just keeping Britain's end up. His cock. Again. Yeah, he meant his cock. dick. Yeah, if anybody's wondering. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh Google M and Q see it. And And also we alternate do. alternate M, <laughs> I think is there. Yep. Somebody. So some and other then, white man. And then we get a 007 from M and he says triple X. From triple Google. X. <laughs> triple X. You know what? Now that I think about it, we Shouldn't have gave you that name. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a little too close to home. Everything yeah. about you is triple X. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Very tits forward here. Yeah, and then one. we get a marching band uh, reprise. What? what was that? <laughs> I hated that. Yeah, I didn't love that either. I'm very glad they cut back to Carly I, Simon. Yeah, I thought it was going to go the they whole kind time. Kind of immediately cut back to Carly Simon. Marvin yeah. makes you know a couple choices in this. I, I, meant, I forgot to mention, but on the tanker... The disco music that they are playing a lot sounds so close to "You Might You Must Be Dancing" by Bee Gees, or what is that? What is the name of that song? You should be. You should, you be, should dancing. be dancing. You should be it's dancing. That, it's, it's got like that, like. Mm-hmm. It's got that same vibe to it. I was like, damn, this sounds just like Bee Gees. Corey, and hey, that's what. When all you started singing on. that, I thought Blaine was playing the Bee Gees. <laughs> hey, that's high uh-huh. praise. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I was Barry Gibb in the former life, even though he's still alive. Wow. All of it makes sense. Um, <laughs> that checks out. Totally checks out. Also, we get the, uh, uh, you'll next see James Bond in For Your Eyes Only, which Didn't is not true. <laughs> not true. It was Moonraker, but uh, next week we will be doing For Your Eyes We will be doing that. That worked out really well, actually. It works out great for us, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the movie. Yeah. Uh, and a super fun ride. A very rock. fun. Very fun. Very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break before we come back and render our judgment. So uh, let's take that break. And welcome back to Judgment. Hey, let's yeah. do these judgments. Let's let's talk about our awards and our scores. As always, we got to talk about the best death first. Our three awards, beginning with best death. Blaine, kick us off with the best death. Hey, yeah. Didn't uh, see that I... coming at all. I got shocked Sorry, and scared. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> Um, Andrew has thrown up out of fear. Uh, I, I gotta go with the double harpoon kill. I mean, damn. Two for one yeah. special. <laughs> Let's get it. That was awesome. Uh, honestly, that was also mine. Yeah. Um, I loved that. Uh, how could it I, not be? I almost thought that. Was, I was almost convinced that was going to be Blaine, so I was like, I can't pick that one. <laughs> so, do, I, do I seem like a harpoon guy? I don't know. <laughs> These seem to be like your favorite kinds of deaths in the movies, and for good reason. They're great. Yeah, it was pretty great. Oh, well, hey, I do have a backup, so okay. that's okay. All right, Andrew, okay. well, then what's your backup? Let's, let's hear your backup. I, my backup was going to be our old friend... Uh, Name has Stromberg. Stromberg? <laughs> yeah, Stromberg. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much an old friend, I guess. Yeah, Stromberg's double dick shot and then 16 more bullets. Oh, I mean, man. damn. Yeah. I it even was... wrote in my notes, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. 
I didn't write that one as my favorite because it kind of disturbed me. I felt like it was like a Lee Harvey Oswald getting murdered. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes tough. just like that. Sometimes these deaths ah. will stri- uh, really get you. That one was one that it's it. I think it's the as disturbing as it is. It's it's the best death of the movie. I, I mean, God, but I will yeah. give it to Barisov. Just hole in the chest that that. Killed. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Yeah, just cavern." Damn, he is dead as fuck. Yeah, all the way through with that. First of all, that ski gun is pretty powerful, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's shooting, but it looked I mean, it turned into a damn elephant gun all of a sudden. Yeah. So great deaths all around, gentlemen. But now mm-hmm. let's talk Fantastic. about the best line. And Andrew, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to you for best line. All right. Um, I didn't go low-hanging fruit, as we uh, tend not to do. But uh, Bond had some great little lines in this movie. But I did chuckle at one when um, he kicks Jaws out of the uh, train. He said he just dropped in for a quick bite. Ah, yeah. I mean, it's great. I like it. That's a perfect, it's a great line. It's up there. It's just one. a perfect Bond line. <laughs> exactly. I'll go next on in this case, and I, it's not low hanging fruit, but it's it, it is. I tend to do the sexual lines. I love so them. sue me. Yeah, I just loved the. We didn't talk too much about the chic, but I I just love I when love this line when Bond, <laughs> Bond is like, you know what, I'm okay, and then mm-hmm. he sees the woman. He's just like, oh man, it was like when one is in Egypt, one must delve deeply into. <laughs> what is into it's treasures? It's treasures. So good remand writing. One must delve deeply in uh-huh. his treasures. Is like you're gonna fucking delve deep, all right? <laughs> yeah, that's I dinner. guess in this tent. Coming. Oh lord! <laughs> By I... the way, he would have. His friend was watching the whole time. That was because <laughs> that tent didn't have any private areas. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which Bond is pretty okay with. He's uh, fine with. Yeah, hundred percent okay. Cool. With. He would have. Yeah. He definitely would have fucked Anya on that boat on that little. That little small boat that they were with the guy. With. Oh yeah, he would have. Hundred percent. Don't mind us. <laughs> yeah. Just look straight ahead. Join in if you like. Don't mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really liked that one. Uh, but I went with so in Egypt at at the laser show. Yeah. Uh, James comes out of the crib, and Anya goes, "Where is Fekish?" And James goes, "With the pharaohs." I was like, I like that. I like that. Great delivery. He can deliver a line. Nailed it. Yeah. That should be said about Roger Moore. He he delivers lines great. Yes. Sometimes to his detriment when he's like, you you gave it too much there, Roger. (laughs) Way too much. Uh, Roger can take the cheapest line written and make it sound good. (laughs) Unlike Timothy Dalton, who was pained saying these lines. Roger celebrates them. Fair enough. Yeah, he hit a halt whenever he had to say those lines sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let's yeah. let's head to our final award. This made the final cut. And I'll start here. And it's literally because you you gentlemen didn't even notice it. The webbed hands. Right? <laughs> Why were they- not at all? What was Not the point? If most of the audience, I just happened to see it, looked it up, and yes, indeed, it was intentional. What? <laughs> What's the point? I got to Google this. Just to I see. mean, now that you said it, obviously, 
That's the final cut. <laughs> yeah. But since I didn't know it, I had to go with something else. Uh, well, that is so ridiculous. It's it's <laughs> not as ridiculous as uh, an, an extraneous nipple, but it's not. That's, yeah. It's not that's fair. It's, it's 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 nowhere near that bad. No, I'm not, I'm like it's not even in, in the ballpark of how bad that is. But it seems underutilized. Yeah. Oh my god, to say the least. I mean, how did I not notice that? It's I like mean, a close up on it. I, oh my, it's still not that bad. It's just kind of like it's weird, but it's enough to where I was like, you can his you hands can are still sh- his hands you are can still shake hands. Oh yeah, like that's yeah, that's not a a detriment to handshaking. A little weird, but yeah. it was just enough to where I, I looked at my own hand. I was like, are my hands like that? No. Okay. No. Let me rewind. No, his hands are definitely kind of webbed. What is that? So weird. Well, mm. uh, yeah, that seems like a slam dunk. How did this uh, yeah. <laughs> this man the final cut? But mine was the uh, the dumbass spring noise on <laughs> the, the spring loaded chair. <laughs> the boing. <laughs> Quit throwing these dumbass sounds into these Roger Moore movies. I mean, this is Please straight stop. out of Golden Gun with your absolute least favorite moment. The of whistle. Any... The yeah. 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 I will, I will say it again. Probably the best car stunt I've ever seen in a movie. Ruined. 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 Loop-de-loop. Yeah, but this one's... It, it doesn't ruin a moment no. like it did in the Thankfully. Golden Gun, but it was still just like, come on. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it in the, this context, not what you did in Golden Gun. <laughs> but yeah, that one. Um, For me, I'm going to have to say there are times when I really wish we didn't have to see the submarine Take ten minutes to get into the door and out of the door. Mm-hmm. I felt like the, okay. I felt like we could have chopped some time off that. Guys. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They really wanted fine. to see that gaping maw. I'm going back to it. I, you're really trying to make it work. <laughs> gape. <laughs> gape. Well, those oh, are our God. awards. I think that uh, we've got to just launch right into our scores. All right. With that, oh, yeah. We got to talk about Bond Factor. I think, I think I'm. I, I think these scores are gonna be pretty good for Bond Factor. But I'm gonna start with Andrew uh, uh, because I want to. I want to start with kind of things pretty high. I'm gonna start with you, Andrew. Well, here's my thing, guys. I've given some very high scores when a movie and the Bond playing in it are simpatico, and I really feel like Roger. This might be his best. Ever, as far as Bond Factor goes. So, with that being said, I did go high, and it's a 95. God <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking high. Uh, I will say the last time I gave a 95 was to Daniel Craig in Spectre. All right. Great scores from Andrew, but let's hear from Blaine. All right. I didn't go quite that high. <laughs> But I still went pretty high. Oh. I gave Mr. Moore an 85 okay. for Bond Factor because it was just consistent. It was. Had the charisma, was capable, got a little aggro in some points like mm-hmm. we like to see. Yep. Did the damn thing. Uh, 
sex appeal. Sex appeal. He mm-hmm. looked good. He wasn't an asshole, which is I kind of take away from the Conneries. Yep. When he gets a little aggressive with the women, mm-hmm. I think he was good. I think he he did a an awesome job. Definitely the best more that I've seen so far. And I think I haven't seen the other ones, but I'm thinking it's gonna carry through. Uh, like I told Corey earlier. You still haven't seen A View to a Kill. Oh, God. <laughs> I hear it's a dream. Oh, when Roger Moore's running around with his walker. That's and uh, <laughs> old-ass Roger. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so, 85. 85, strong score. Guess what, guys? I'm giving him an 89. All right. What? I don't have anything real negative about his performance. If I have to critique anything, I think maybe... If a few less puns and you know quick shot line, quick lines, you know punchline jokes, maybe just a couple mm-hmm. less. If he's playing this more serious take on Bond, he's still doing goofball jokes here and there, which I love. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. that part wasn't meshing as well. Again, that's like so. That's very nitpicky for how good he's doing. He's really he's bringing it in this movie. Yeah. So I agree. If I'm gonna be nitpicky, that's the only thing I can think of. Damn, home run, Raj. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Awesome job. So let's talk about the action. Blaine, I'll have you lead off the action round here. This one was a little lower. I love the Lotus chase and the helicopter work. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. The battle on the ship was fucking awesome. Yeah, ton of people die. Um, and I liked the interactions with Jaws. I think it was it was. It was quality all the way through, but nothing that absolutely blew me away. I think the opening sequence could have been stronger. I think they did a little too much sub work. The ski jump was awesome, but that was only like that was like a minute and a half that chase. It was pretty short. Uh but yeah, consistent. But under you know, you know Okay. Solid, but not great. Seventy six. Seventy six from Blaine. I was in the same vein. I knocked it down just a little bit more to a 71. And my reasoning is because there are quite a few lulls, a lot of submarine talk. But the impact of some of these action scenes really stayed with me. Again, some of the most aggressive and violent deaths we've seen, especially from James. Uh, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, Beresoff and Stromberg are two of the most violent deaths we, we see James ever do. And that kind of stuff yeah. sticks with me in a good way because that's what I'm looking for in a Bond film. I'm with some Bond I mean, doing his thing. Lest we forget, Jaws straight up he tears people's several throat people out. by biting bites, their necks bites out. Bites their necks out. So mm-hmm. I'm giving it a 71. I could go a little higher, but I, I, I'm happy with that score, I think. I, I think that's super fair. Okay. Um. Well... I got to tell you guys, for 1977, I was very impressed. Maybe I was, I will say, probably more impressed than I was for uh, Living Daylights. That was, what, a decade later? Yeah, yeah. So I thought it did, uh, it really impressed me that, especially the Lotus chase with the helicopter. Uh, Even when they're trying to escape and they're going through the, you know, water and they're trying to get out, there was a lot to like here. So... I went higher than you guys, but I didn't go crazy. I gave it an 85. That's fair. I think that's a great... Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, from a different, slightly different perspective, I think 
that's a completely fair score. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. Let's go to our first nail biter round: <laughs> the gadgets. Um, and I'll start the gadget round. Okay, this one's tough for me because while there are some gadgets used in this movie, there's not a lot that he uses like as effective tools of espionage. He kind of here and there, but usually they're part of the plot that he uses. I don't, there's not a whole lot that he's using. Ski sticks, the, the microfilm viewer, the sea do and the car, you know, the car. Yeah, that's a cool gadget. Um, and then Q's gadgets aren't even used except for the, uh, the concrete shooter thing. <laughs> so I'm giving it a, I'm giving an even 52 right down the middle. They're all there. Some are being used, but this is not like an effective use of a lot of these gadgets. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Andrew, That's... Andrew, let's hear from you. Let's see what you think. Oh boy. Well, um, I uh, went higher, shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's It kind of falls into the Goldfinger aspect where... Yeah, the car was the only thing really gadgety in that, but it made an impact when it was used. I kind of feel the same thing about the Lotus. And then in between, there were gadgets that were useful. And, you know, while we look at them and they're like, oh, I mean, the microfilm viewer, all that kind of stuff, there is some intricacies there that I really like. But for me, I gave it an 81. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know what, Andrew? I totally agree. Thank you. I gave it an 80. Oh, okay. I, again, the Lotus is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I based a lot of my score last week's episode, Living Daylights, on his Aston Martin. Yeah. Was like carrying the heavy load in the gadgets department. I think I gave that like a 78 or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Lotus is better than that one. Uh, Yeah. It's a fucking submarine. That yes, shoots missiles, and uh, you know you get you got the ski pole, you got uh, the watch that prints out. I forgot the about metal, the watch. Yeah, the metal strip. <laughs> yeah, although um, I have a problem with that watch. <laughs> you do have yeah, problem. I remember. You, you got the the microfilm viewer. Um, it's just, and I gotta give. I gave a little bit of a score to that levitating tray, <laughs> just because. It was pretty cool. What in what scenario would you use that? Oh, Q was like, make this ready for like the dinner that's coming at me. That's the Q scenario. is definitely murdering someone <laughs> at a tea party. <laughs> that's about to happen. But the levitation totally gives it away. <laughs> yeah, is that tray levitating? You're gonna have to put that into a very long table to make it work. Yeah, well, Stromberg's guess... table at the end. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Man, it's a perfect had use. That. Yeah. Damn it. It has still uh, been a rough death to see him decapitated. Him <laughs> chops his head off with a tea tray. Uh, but yeah, the, the Lotus is just phenomenal. It's so iconic. Uh, and I didn't think the other ones were uh, too bad. I love the ski pole. Yeah, ski pole. I did too. I guess I did too. Uh, this, this, it's a tough round because I look at it like sometimes the plethora of gadgets and how fun. Look at all these things. But at the same time, impact is important. You're right. The car was was big. I don't know. I I agree. The scores and also disagree in my own way. It doesn't do matter. Do you do you remember what you gave last week's gadget um, score? I could tell you. I can. Tell I you. gave. I feel it, like they're very I much gave on it the a same. seventy. I gave it a seventy-two. I 
feel like they're on the uh, I very think, much of a similar playing field. I think I gave it twenty more because while I do think this car is cooler, that uh, I mean, his car in Living Daylights had a lot more gadgets. It was, it was, it was. There was so many it, random little things. But this one's did. a transformer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we were talking about earlier. <laughs> but that's fair. That's I, fair. I, I can be convinced to go to a sixty-two. I don't want you to change the score but, you gave. I, 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 I get it. But for consistency. Uh, no, okay, that's Corey's call. I'm yeah. giving it an 80. You're an 81. Mm-hmm. Corey, what's your final score? Let's do a 62. Don't, don't feel changed. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. And taking what I gave Living Daylights, you are right. There's a very big similarity um, between the two. I just think that some of the other gadgets in that movie had more of an impact than some of the other small gadgets in this movie. But the car is super freaking cool. It's cool. So let's, mm-hmm. let's up to 62 on mine. Okay. okay. 62. Okay. This, usually I don't, I don't let y'all sway me like that, but this, in, this case, you, you, <laughs> in this case, I was swayed. I, I just want to say, sometimes I'm okay if you want to bring me down off the soapbox. <laughs> 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 I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, but there was 52 felt low. It felt low. It felt harsh. <laughs> yeah. It kind of hurt me a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I... I'm not saying you're wrong in your opinion. (laughs) It's hard to know where, like, I'm also kind of thinking, like, what? I wonder what they're gonna score it. And that's the magic of it all. It's the magic. It's like, and we're and look, if we can sway you, you know, whatever. I did feel harsh, but again, this is I feel like this was a valid sway. (laughs) I could have like I could have had some more fun gadgets. That's all. That's all. I get it. I get it. That's fair. I think there's more than in the Living Daylights, but that's okay. It's so there. let's <laughs> our next. It's our not a are, nipple. Our, it's not a third nipple. Not a I know that. Nipple. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what I gave or you. A only defibrillator. Left, I don't know what I gave you only twice, but I, I hope it's lower. I don't know though. <laughs> Yellow face. <laughs> um, just looked. Um, you only live twice was higher. Oh no. You gave it a seventy nine. But you absolutely love the gyrocopter. Yeah. I love the gyrocopter. I way get more. that. I yeah. mean the gyrocopter is awesome. So now you you gave the man with the golden gun fifteen. So that that checks out. Matter of fact, might be a little high. Look, but it was just the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Thank goodness. Uh, so let's talk about the song and opening titles. Obviously, we mentioned earlier on that this, let's re-mention it. The song is called Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Correct. Andrew, go ahead and, go ahead and lead us through your take on the song. Corey, I've always really loved this song. The first time I saw this movie, didn't like this song very much. But over time, this song really did grow on me. And honestly, I put it up maybe top three or five best Bond songs ever. I just absolutely love it. Uh, and going into the opening sequence, or the opening titles, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was a hundred times better than the Man with the Golden Gun opening sequence. Yeah. And I liked it a lot better than The Living Daylights. <laughs> well, the fucking... Yeah. I, I can't even give me start on that whole yeah. shit again. Um, but I love the fact that Blue they actually get... He out of his chair. Yeah. <laughs> he almost fell to the ground. shooting fish and uh, <laughs> bullshit. That was ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, we get actual Roger Moore in the opening scene. Yeah. 
he makes an appearance in this one. Um, I loved the British and Russian back and forth in the background. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. It really plays into what we're about to see. So for me, um, could it have been better? Sure. But it was pretty damn good. I gave it an 89. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guys, this one's cruising right along. <laughs> yeah, it is. It sure is. Blaine, I, I want to hear from you. I, you know, what Andrew just said was was odd that he said he didn't like it the first time he saw it. Because I didn't either. The first <laughs> yeah. time I heard the song, I was like, this is boring and doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it again. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I love this song. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, I loved Roger being in there. Yeah. I thought the opening too. sequence was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I love that it, it flowed right in from that parachute opening. Yeah. They, just seamless. I love the hands grasping parachute. I love that. And all the, you know, like, I don't mind seeing jiggly naked titties either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm never going like, to attract points for that. Um, <laughs> so, that being said, I gave it a 78. Okay. 78? Combine the song and the credits combined. I think that's, that's appropriate. Not bad. It ain't bad. No. Yeah. Corey? I am going to differ slightly in that I agree with both of you in that I didn't like it the first time I heard it. I still am kind of hot and cold on it. I like it enough, but it's not like stellar to me, the song. Something about sometimes her vocals sound kind of canned, and that's the effect they're going for, but I don't necessarily love that because it doesn't sound... It, in a way, it doesn't sound like professionally recorded. It sounds like it was recorded in a garage sometimes. Again, I think that's the effect they were going for. But stuff like that throws me... The melody wasn't like stellar. It's, it's fine. Um, I don't know. The song didn't, didn't, didn't stand out for me, but there's nothing particularly wrong with it. Um, but I really like the, the, the titles. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. I like them. So I'm yep. going to bump up a little bit. A little bit lower than Blaine at a 67. So what you need to do, Corey, is just listen to the song 17 more times. Yeah. And I promise you'll love it. I, I bet you I, you're probably right. That's the prescription. I mean, if here, here's my thought behind it. If you need a song to describe James Bond, I, I think this is it. I mean, nobody does it better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just love it. And by the way, I just want to point out, Blaine, you gave uh, The Living Daylights a 79. So Yeah, the song is better in Living Daylights. I'm just kidding you didn't. Me. I'm just kidding you didn't. What did I do? <laughs> I was just messing with you. Oh, uh, the credits in Living Daylights just fucking yeah. ruined it. <laughs> you gave it a 74. Yeah. The song, though, I do enjoy the song more. Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. That was I disregarded the credits because I love the song so much. I was like, I just I know you did. I can't let it credits affect the song. So terrible. Listen, the song really carried it though. The song God. really carried that. I one. love that song. Still love that song. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll hey, I'll listen to it some more. I'll definitely go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. But I got no there's, qualms. There's you know, no problem with your score. All right, I so, get it. I get it. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about plot. And characters. Blaine, run it down for us. Plot and characters. So, plot 
it's just you only live twice. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you only live three times. Yeah. Um, but a little cleaner. I would. I would cleaner. agree. It's it's better. It doesn't. There's not a fucking wedding in it. Nope. Uh, so gets points for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> characters. Uh, we. This is the first introduction to Jaws. Probably you know right up there with Odd Job is the most memorable henchman in yeah. all the James movies. Definitely the best Jaws movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No question. Moonraker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that tells you his staying power. That he mm-hmm. appeared in another Bond movie. Um, Nobody else. He's great. I think we have. I mean, so far it's one of the, her and Michelle Yeoh are the they're the top two Bond girls that I've seen so far. No doubt, mm-hmm. hands yeah. down. Um, who else we got? I mean. Well, the characters aren't super. We don't have a bunch of strong. Go, I mean, Gogol. There's a lot of Gogol to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think we needed a lot of characters in this one. We have, because our Bond girl is so prevalent throughout the whole thing. We rely on her, and Jaws appears so much. I think those are all really strong. Um, and the plot not bad. They just cleaned up. Another Bond movie. I gave it a seventy-two. Okay. Could All have right. used some. I mean, there was some plot devices, as you said, Corey. Uh, go here, then go here, then go here, then go here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, know, that's pretty that's common a bond, for that's a, a Bond movie. Yeah, that's... we got to go see some sights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got seventy-two. It. Well, that one is especially grievous because they didn't even go see. It was like go see these people in the same town. <laughs> right yeah we can reduce things a little bit (laughs) so i will go next in that i actually um and being a little more generous i i I do think the plot was was good super clear um there were some things i was like at least in the very beginning i was like now was it two submarines or was it one submarine i want to double check and and Mm -hmm. of course it's very easily deduced too uh and and i again i come back to a love that they gave uh triple x some actual, you know, pathos, some real storytelling for her. Not she's not just a woman in this movie with him. She's a she's a character on on the side right next to him, um, yeah. With real goals and real reason to be there. And I like that it was kind of just those two, Richard Keel to a certain extent. Um, but it's it's a story about them, and they're the only characters that really matter. Grand scope of things. So yeah. without that, I liked. I, I give it eighty three. Yeah. Good score. All right. Well, Corey, um, I'm on track with you. I gave this an 85. Um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I got emotional. This movie. Emotional. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, 85. I mean, again, willing to say Triple X might be the best Bond girl we've seen. Uh, you know, right she's up there. there with Michelle Yeoh. Right up there. I love their dynamic together where they're both just egghead, want to get on top of, you know, want to outdo each other in every yeah. way. Uh, she is Bond's equal throughout. Love, love Triple X. Gogol is fun. I mean, he's just the Russian M. He's yeah. entertaining. Uh, Jaws, by far one of the great henchmen, like you said. Right. Um, the only reason I might not have gone higher is because, yeah, they did kind of steal the plot from You Only Live Twice. <laughs> there is some of that there. And some of the side characters, while 
they have interesting things happen to them. I didn't find them necessarily interesting. Yeah, so, like the Sheik, who's saying we didn't really need. No, we didn't need Calbit really at no. the club. Yeah. Feckish, we didn't really even get. <laughs> so it's like I love the how coolest you're thing. Feckish, <laughs> just it stuck. Uh, bald, thick guy. The coolest thing about him was his death. Yeah, yeah. but like so, yeah. you guys said, it was all about the two main characters. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't really need all that. Yeah, I think that these are all fair scores. Well, let's let's go into our villain round. Mm-hmm. So I'll lead the villain round here. Let's let's talk about him. Old Stromberg. Okay. Did we mention his name earlier? The actor's name is Kurd Jurgens. <laughs> yeah. His first name Kurt is Kurd. Jurgens. Old Kurd. Kurd's giving it his all. Don't get me wrong. Love his name. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Very similar to our one of my other favorite villains, Gert Frobe. <laughs> yep. Gert, Gert Frobe. <laughs> Who didn't, who didn't speak one yeah. syllable in that movie. <laughs> I, would say, I would say Kurt is not ADR, at least as, 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 as much as old Gert was. Well, I think this was his actual voice. Yeah, and Goldfinger's that. voice was not his at all. Kurt Jurgens. Jurgens. So He spoke a lot of languages, yeah. apparently. Yeah, apparently he could speak five languages and could act in every language. So, so this was him. Good work, Kurt. He's great. We like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he they did not open the door for him to ever come back. He's dead as fuck. <laughs> He's uh, real dead. Real dead. I I really enjoyed him. I thought he was he was intimidating. He had a piercing stare. He had a really strong look. He had a great base and mm-hmm. a pretty diabolical plan. Um, that I love the fact that this is all him. He don't want any money. He just wants he wants to do this thing, and that's. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's great. So I'm giving him an 83. Sweet. Blaine, tell me about tell me about Stromberg. Look, Stromberg. You're gonna get points when you got a fucking layer like that, my man. <laughs> he came out strong. He was committed to his plan. It was actually I mean, it was ambitious, but it made sense, unlike uh, fucking Drax from Moonraker, which just made no sense to me. (laughs) I'm going to use a flower to kill the world. Oh, God. He was quite the incel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So this guy, and he he had a presence. Mm -hmm. Webbed hand aside, he carried himself in an intimidating way, unlike a lot of the Bond villains that we've seen recently who've just kind of been like, this guy? Really? This guy's in charge of this, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, this guy looked like, when he walked in the room, you you, you pulled the game off. You pulled Solitaire down off your screen and looked <laughs> like you are back at work. Uh, Where we all play Solitaire. That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, and he fucking killed a bunch of people just without hesitation. Yeah. Evil dude. Mm-hmm. Evil dude. Quality... I gave it an 80. 80, that's great. For Stromberg. That bass, though. <laughs> that bass. That's where it's at. Yeah. Maybe we should have added a category for production design, but... 
Ken I'll, Adam. We'll make an award. We'll make an award. Yeah. It'll yeah. go to Ken Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah, think Ken's going to win. He's going to win. Which one yeah. of his sets is going to win? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, okay. So me. Uh, I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, he. I can't even think of any villain we've seen so far that comes off so easily as a villain. I mean, he picture perfect what you want in a bad guy. Yeah. Looks mean, not nice, kills people on a whim, and pretty damn good actor. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so my highest score went to Goldfinger uh, just because he originated the kind of perfect bad guy you want to see. But I gave Kurt, or excuse me, Stromberg, the exact same score I gave Goldfinger. Wow. 88. 88. See, I didn't go to Goldfinger's score because Goldfinger was a little more charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotcha. Stromberg was just... Evil. You know, he was yeah. just that mm-hmm. one level, that one anger, <laughs> meanness. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Goldfinger had a little. Goldfinger's actually charming. Yeah, he had yeah. a little charm to yeah. him, um, which I think you you might need a little bit of that. Yeah, if you want to lead an evil evil organization, you can't be just me all the time. You know, yeah. your henchmen will start to leave. Yeah, but like you said, but another good point about Stromberg was that if you remember, you only live twice. Uh, Blofeld is extorting. That's the whole reason he's doing what yeah. he's doing. And Stromberg makes it clear, I'm not in it for extortion. Yeah, I just really want to kill everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, this this, this very be, good points. There's yeah. something to be said for it. Yeah. I, I, I think I gave him a better score than I gave uh, Goldfinger. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think I stand by that. I, I, I liked him a little bit. Honestly, the ADR thing really kind of throws me sometimes where I'm just like... Ah, you can't just... do that. It's the character, not the it's, ADR. Let's, hey, listen, it affects the character. It affects him. It has In all to. fairness to 1966 editing, they did a pretty fucking good job with that voice on Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. I expect you to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. There was a scene where Goldfinger was not moving his mouth, but dialogue was coming out, but still. You know, when you're bringing up the production thing, Goldfinger's office in that scene. Yeah. And Stromberg. Those are both pretty fucking awesome. Those are pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, both right. Ken Adam. Yeah. Both Ken Adam. <laughs> Guys, prolific. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's head into our final round here. This is the entertainment value. How entertained were you? Blaine, I'd like to start with you on this one. I... Really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I could have used a little more consistent action, like you guys said, watching the submarines for so long. Could have cut that down, could have beefed some up, but it was still good. And like I said, I felt tense watching the nuclear missile get fucking diffused. Uh, The Egypt thing was awesome. It was just solid all the way through. I gave it an 84. Not bad. Hilarious, because that is what I gave it as well. Holy shit. Okay. I gave it an 84. I had a great time. Um, could, could I have been more enthralled here and there? Sure, but I was, I was pumped. I, 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 I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. 
yeah, honestly, if they had sharpened up the opening, yeah, and made it a little more action heavy for me, mm-hmm. it would have been just tops. Yeah, that's that's definitely golden gavel worthy. By the way, off topic, we should have like a opening sequence golden gavel award. I agree that's with that. Good. Yeah, yeah we'll write that down. Write we're that gonna down. say what quantum wins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> right up there. Yeah, I like that. Golden Gavel for best opening sequence. All right. Mm-hmm. Andrew, bring it home. All right, just hear me out. <laughs> hear me out here. Oh, shit. Um, 99? I was, very <laughs> inter- I was very entertained. Let me say this. With the Octopussy, it's entertaining because of how absurd it is. All right? Uh, Moonraker, it's entertaining because of the absurdity. This one had me entertained on a level of I'm very engaged in what is happening, and it's just good. It's good, yeah. Really want to see what's going on. So I actually gave it the same score I gave Octopussy for being entertained in a different way. Mine was a 95. All right, so I'm going to go on a limb and say this is catapulted into our first place spot. This very well, you may be. think so. You may think so, but here we go. I'm, we'll see. I, I, it's I'm almost one or positive. Two. <laughs> I think it beats you only have twice for sure. Well, yeah, I Andrew lived twice. Terrible scores. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. What, oh no, yeah, I can't remember what order. What order is what? I never remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, you ready? Yep. All right. So, of our three scoring system, or our three scores, um, I actually had the highest shocker with an eighty-eight point two nine. Yeah, it was really high. Wow, it was really high. One hundred percent going to be number one. All right, Blaine, you came in second with seventy nine point two nine. That's definitely the highest I've ever given. Yep, uh, Corey, not far off. Yours is at seventy seven even. Now we take the average of our three averages, and that gives us eighty one point five two. So let's go to our leaderboard and see. Where the Spy Who Loves Me ranks in our countdown here. Well, you guys, get ready to be shocked. We have a new number one. We have a new number one movie with The Spy Who Loved Me. It comes in at number one at 81.52. Not, uh, well, excuse me. How do I say this? I haven't done a number one in a while. Huh? What? 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 Anyway, second place is now... Goldfinger with 75.10. Crushed it. Crushed it. The spy who loved... All right. Okay. I'm saying you, you got to be strong in every single category. Yeah. 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 This movie checked one, a lot of boxes. One deficiency is going to throw you off. This one, like I said, mm-hmm. had it all. Some of them weren't stellar, but none of them were bad. No. no. You can't call this a bad movie. Mm-mm. No. I mean, Especially a Bond movie. This, this checked... Every box to a and, certain extent. And I recall saying that this movie has is one of the most iconic titles because I think people view it as such. Like this is one of the mo- yeah. most iconic movies right next to Goldfinger. And, you know, we could name one more, but I'm not going to. Just let's yeah. just do those two. <laughs> yeah, who who needs one more? <laughs> but no, I totally agree. And Roger Moore, even on that making of, said, This is my favorite movie I did. And He's some right. of the pro- producers and people who worked on it were like, this one's good. Yeah. I mean, 
look, you got more at the top of his game. You got a good, decent script. I mean, some of it's stolen. We've initiated that. And Ken Adam throwing some shit together and making it look fantastic. And having a good Bond girl makes a huge difference. Yeah, because just think, the movie before this, Good Night? Ugh. Oh, good night. Oh. <laughs> and she was even a spy and just sucked. She was gorgeous, she was, though. Oh, yeah, she was gorgeous. gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Not a great actress, nor a good character. Ugh. And then the actress after this is Dr. Holly Goodhead. Oh, <laughs> Goodhead. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about her. <laughs> How could I? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's well-deserved to be in the first place. Look, I knew... I texted you earlier this week and was like, this one's going to do well because I know it just (laughs) didn't have holes. It didn't have big deficiencies. It really didn't. Um, Apart from Corey's scoring of the gadgets, which is uh, (laughs) off base, but that's Uh, that's okay. He did change it to his credit. He did. Discretionary update and that's okay. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Here's the Perfectly thing. Did fine. it matter in the long run? No, because Andrew yeah. had an 88 as his final <laughs> score. My, mine would not have changed that. <laughs> Corey, it could have gone down to just 80, and then it would only been five points higher than Goldfinger. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's a really good score. It, it is. I mean, I'm curious if there's going to be more movies that have this level of consistently good scores across all three of our. Mm-hmm. That I hasn't have, happened yet. No. One of us has been like, that song blows ass. <laughs> yeah. Or something. <laughs> I mean, this is one movie where we we're all three kind of in simpatico pretty well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Going into it as well, I think we're all pretty excited about this one. Right. Yeah. Well. So. Um, and again, still hadn't watched A View to a Kill, so we'll wait for that. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, guys. So, The Spy Who Loved Me is now in the number one slot. Um, and I think we can easily say, so far, nobody did it better. Baby, you're the best. Baby, you're the best. <laughs> okay. That's it. You okay, so landing, my friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Now, next week, we're going back to Roger Moore in his... Uh, uh, sequel right after Moonraker, which is for your eyes only. Let's get it. So, uh, just a little update. Not my favorite Roger Moore, but I don't think it's a bad movie. All right, we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll break it down. Okay. Certainly burning through Roger Moore. We're not going to have much left after this. Uh, it seems that way. We still have three in- more. Three more, including Nick. Yeah, so three more. <laughs> he he did the most. Yeah, so. yeah it makes sense. Yeah. And then if you want to get even uh, more involved, after, uh, for your eyes only, uh, Blaine, you get the privilege of doing Casino Royale from 1967. Not looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not either, but never seen it, so I'm interested. All right. I've got to look forward to The, the Burt Bacharach part of me wants to hear it. Oh, let's see. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What part of you is that? Oh, it's the uh, penile part, you know. <laughs> oh, you you, you packing some Bacharach? <laughs> uh, ooh. A, a lady um, never tells. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, and hey, guys, uh, we're almost halfway through. <laughs> we're uh, keep trucking along. Yeah, this is our 12th one, so next week will be lucky number 13. All right. Well, well Corey, 
Well, guys, this one was a long one. We went a little long, but that's what happens when we like a movie. And when we Agreed. like a movie, we really do render our judgment. judgment. <laughs>